When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. This is There Goes My Money. Welcome to There Goes My Money, the twice a month podcast about new products, new pre-orders, and new things we've bought. There Goes My Money is made possible by the support of our generous patrons, including our touch tier patrons. They have the opportunity to host a show with me. If you'd like to sign up and be part of the show, head over to patreon.com slash tfradio to become a touched patron. I'm Chris, and in this episode, I'm joined by touch tier members Spider Bob, Joey Russell, Gaming Fix, aka Frank, and Sean Hamilton. So, unfortunately, History on the Fives is history. I've been working on that one all day. For those who have not had the pleasure before, There Goes My Money is the podcast where we indulge in capitalism, basically. <laughs> Uh, so the original formula was we round up the pre-orders and such from the last, you know, little while, and we talk about what we think about them, whether we're going to uh, throw our money at them, whether our money is going there. Um, but we're adding in this format um, basically as an add-on to what we do on RFC, uh, a what we got this week segment, because I thought it would be great for our touched patrons to get a chance to talk about things they've purchased recently, give their thoughts and opinions on them, and just, you know, share some of the same experience we have over on the main show. Well, so, if There Goes My Money, it's not just a title, it's a lifestyle. I, you know, I really hate that you're absolutely correct about that. It's not a good or healthy lifestyle, but it certainly is a lifestyle. It's a way to live. <laughs> it's in no way healthy, but it's absolutely our lifestyle. So, uh, first on our list this week... Uh, we actually uh, had some discussion before getting the show going um, last week whether we should record early because uh, the 40th anniversary Transformers HasLab dropped and it turned out to be Omega Prime. Uh, we had a great long discussion. I don't know how long it ended up being in the final published episode, but we talked for like 35, 40 minutes during the recording of RFC last week about this. Uh, so uh, the... The opinions of the RFC hosts are well on record, including my own. So uh, let's get some input from the group here, starting with Bob. I took a look at it, and then I went over to my shelf, and I looked at the ones that I got from Japan almost 20 years ago. And I'm like, mm, yeah, those are good enough, to be honest <laughs> with you. Because uh, I'm not really sure what it would add to my collection that mm -hmm. I don't already have. Uh, Frank, what about you? Uh well one it's too rich for my blood and also it's uh I collect by personality and I don't even know much about this particular character so I'm not really that interested in it. yeah okay that makes that makes a lot of sense like I 
I hadn't really considered that as a collecting philosophy before, collecting by personality, but, like, yeah, just collecting for character interest is, like, so totally valid. I, I, w I wonder if I used to ever do that. Probably not. I think I was just too acquisitive. Uh, Joey, you, you had some uh, thoughts to share before we actually, like, got the show going. I, I did. I did. I, I completely agree with Bob. Uh, the original toy was and still is amazing. Uh, it has its flaws, but um, I, this, as good as this looks, this new Omega Prime, as good as it looks, it's not good enough or better enough to throw down $250 on it. And that's just one part of why I won't get it. The other part is it has absolutely nothing to do with 40 years or 40th anniversary of Transformers at all. Yeah. Nothing. That's true. Now, I was telling the XV before, uh, if they just wait two more years and do a HasLab 25th anniversary of RID 2001, then, hey, great, Omega Prime, awesome, love it. Uh, and, uh, you know, maybe throw in, also not throw in, it might be have to be a, a maybe a, a larger bundle or a, a separate HasLab, I don't really know, but, man, I love the the train bot combined team rail racer mm -hmm. i would love to see that as a HasLab. but again doesn't go with 40th anniversary um i you know sean and i talked about this over and over and over again what could it be 40th anniversary we were both thinking 84 if not specifically 84 like the first run of the cartoon uh the fur the very first run of the toy line what could they pick from that you know i was personally i was thinking probably like a really deluxe version of Devastator, mm -hmm. uh, maybe smaller than Combiner Wars, but maybe in the same scale as the, the new Minosaur they put out lately. Um, that's what I was hoping for. But um, alas, we did not get anything like that. Yeah, I mean, certainly if you look at it, just the 40th anniversary of G1 Season 1, the 1984 line, like, yeah, this has nothing to do with that. But I yeah. mean, I, I think especially with some of the stuff that is rolled uh, through with the product announcements since the HasLab launch, like they're definitely looking at this more as a celebration of the entire brand. And like, I absolutely get why people would be not feeling this as an anniversary celebration. And like Devastator seemed like, if not a likely outcome, certainly an obvious answer to like, what do you do for the special 40th anniversary of G1 in a HasLab? Uh, but right. like, I kind of get using this outlet for Omega Prime just because it would be such a challenging thing to put through regular retail at the size that they want to have these toys. And didn't they didn't they do a reissue? Uh, they did. Yeah, Encore. Ago? They were terrible. So, yeah. Oh, oh um, really? Like QC wise? Yeah. So yeah, the QC was bad, like physically, and there was some problem they said with the electronics then where. Takara actually put out a recall for those toys. Interesting. A uh, voluntary recall. Um, I don't remember what the specific details were of the problem with the electronics, although some more cynical people think that the electronic thing was a cover story just to put out a recall for the toy being such bad quality while saving face. Mm. Um, but yeah, the Encore version of Godfire Convoy was not well received at all. It was also very expensive. So I can say that when I put these on the shelf um, not too long ago, I did test the electronics, and they still work. How are your tires? 
Uh, tires are fine. They're not cracked or anything. Oh, cool. That's good. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, they... So, Sean, what do you think about Head Level Mega Prime? I was on the fence until today. Joey and I were talking, and I realized the Omega, the optimist that Joey has was mine. Oh. Because because when we were cleaning out my storage, I said, ah, I don't want that. <laughs> and we're still looking for the, for the Ultra Magnus pieces because we haven't found them all. And I'm like, well, if I'm giving the one I had away, why do I want another one? Why do I want to spend 250 on another one? Yeah. I, I'm trying to downsize everything. I wish they'd make everything smaller. Yeah, so, like, while I am behind this conceptually for the 40th anniversary celebration, like, I don't have a problem with that, I also firmly, firmly do not need this because I have Fire Convoy, the original... Uh, car robots release which was a gift yep. from my uncle even so like that's certainly not going anywhere out of my collection i i haven't checked on it in some time and i have no idea what condition its tires for example might be in that could be a little scary um and then ultra magnus i got for the robots in disguise release but i sure as hell wasn't spending 60 70 dollars on importing that piece of hot garbage and like <laughs> that was the big disappointment to me seeing the hazlab presentation was that they didn't really seem like they tried to do anything to improve on that, which was always the whipping boy of Godfire Convoy or Omega Prime. Well, and I'm exactly the, the dimensions that they're showing on their 3D models, and they're saying that Prime is about 12 inches tall. Yeah, it's bigger. Yeah, by about an inch. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> that, that being said, woohoo! Uh -huh. So, I mean, yes, you get. You get Magnus's gun turning into a robot. That's neat, but I mean, you mean it's blue balls. Well, yeah. it, it, it yeah. made me go and like, I'm like, did the original do that? I don't remember that being in the instructions. No. <laughs> so I went and pulled it out of Magnus's hand just to look, and I'm like, nah, it's just a gun. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. a gun that turns into like a different kind of gun. I mean, like, if we still had an ongoing weaponizer line specifically. I would have loved them to take blue bolts and do what they did for this, like make that one of the weaponizers, because uh, like the the official weapon modes for that are just they're nothing. They are just you know weird shapes in a line or a square. It's perfect for the weaponizer play pattern if you wanted to you know cludge a robot out of them. But like it's not enough of anything to make me want to jump onto like we're pointing out here two hundred and fifty dollar or so. Uh, HasLab project for toys that don't feel like they're updated enough to actually be worth going back around on. Right. Well, and I guess ultimately the question we would have is will it fund? Yes. I, I think it'll exactly. definitely it's got 7391 right now. Yeah, so three yeah. quarters of the way to its minimum oh, goal yeah. now and we're just over a week in I believe. I'm yeah, very well, happy for the crown uh, over generation. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. so you have the, the early 30s bunch that grew up. This was their Transformers. They grew up with this. Maybe they didn't have this as a toy. It was, I mean, even yeah. if you got it stateside, it was kind of expensive. I bought both Magnus and Prime at $35 Target. $35 each, I think? I think so, yeah. I yeah. was going to say 30 but 35 yeah, something like that each. Now, you know, at the time when that came out, I was in a place where I could go throw that money down. It didn't, right. you know, it didn't bother me at all. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I wish I had mm. kept it, but I ended up, uh, <laughs> I got my RID stuff together and eBayed it very oh, stupidly. Yeah. So I wish I'd kept it, but I didn't. 
I'm not, I'm um, not, I can't even remember how much they cost. Are you talking about the version that was the U.S. version? Yeah, about yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep, the U.S. robots in disguise versions were, I think, I, yeah, I think it's thirty thirty-five right. dollars. Yeah, um, it was probably thirty. Megatron was like each. twenty, though. Yeah, me- yeah. Okay, so yeah, uh, in the old price point system, uh, Magnus and Optimus were super class. We didn't right. have leader class then. They were super class, which was the same thing Optimal Optimus was in Beast Wars. Okay, that was um, probably thirty-five. I think, and then. Uh, Megatron or Gigatron was an ultra class, which was still twenty dollars right. at that point, or maybe twenty-two. Because um, I think they crept up a couple dollars with Beast Machines when the toys, like those ultras, were much bigger than the Beast Wars ultras before them. And I think the price crept up just a little bit, and that carried through to uh, Robots in the Skies. But yeah, Megatron was an ultra class. It was a great, great deal at twenty dollars because of all the stuff that toy could do. And, and the first and they just went ahead and imported the second version in the first version's color. So yeah, you had all the modes in yeah. both colors. Yeah, you could do all ten official modes with the Megatron colors because we were pretty sure Takara permanently modified the Gigatron mold when they released Devil Gigatron because all they did was add a couple of clips which let the the dragon tail uh, snap into the wings so you could make the elephant mode. The other extra modes they added on, you could do just fine with a uh, first version Gigatron. Right. Okay. It was the it was a very very minor physical modification, but it was a permanent one as far as we ever knew. Yeah. What they really need to remake properly, and I will you know detail that in a moment, is the Car Robot Brothers. Uh, you know, X-Bron, well, Prowl, are. and Sideburn. And Sideburn's not going to be a proper update because it's going to be, a, you know, a partial off of uh, Shadow Striker, which is sad. I think she was a pre-tool of him, though. I think I think they had him designed first and they altered it to make her. More or less. The problem, though, is going to be, like, how much are they going to reshell that vehicle? And at the same time, it's still that robot has the silhouette somewhat but it's still it's still kind of wrong for what they're doing and like it's small it's not fun which i guess the not fun part is at least true to the spirit of speedbreaker slash sideburn but i personally always like that toy but i know that's not a popular opinion but yeah i mean like got so many molds so many versions of that mold yeah, the, I've got I mean, the they, clears and the, all those stuff. Yeah, Takara did a few versions. Hasbro ran those things pretty literally into the ground. They wore those molds out where they couldn't be used anymore. The same with the Spy Changers. About, <clears throat> you're talking about the Autobot Brothers? Yeah. Yeah. Especially Sideburn. So yeah. if they were to update those, would you want the kibble or not want the kibble? Because I think the kibble kind of makes them unique. Yeah, no, I mean, I wouldn't want them to be like... I wouldn't want them to do what they did with, like, Bulkhead and RC in Legacy. Like, I want them to be true to their original aesthetic. Prowl was never bad. No, not really. Uh, the worst thing oh. Prowl had was just the uh, the hip panels made from the doors. Well, right. that and Prowl had that crazy uh, front uh, bumper uh, weapon. So, I mean, I, I would like to see that kind of stuff. If they were going to do a uh, an update of those particular toys where x Braun had, you know, one of his arms was basically like a lobster arm. That thing just, just drove me up just the wall. punch you with a whole damn engine block. Uh, exactly. You'll feel that yep. in the morning. <laughs> no, I mean, so, I, I really did dig the x Braun toy. Like, that was, 
to me, it was the least kibbly seeming of the whole bunch of them, because, like, you know, all the car parts extraneous were just on the one arm, and the rest of the robot was basically clean. Yeah. Didn't they repaint him as Ironhide and Ratchet? Um, no, okay, so they couldn't use the Ironhide name. No, they did use the Ironhide, I think, Trailbreaker. So what they did with x was they made, I think they did make a Ratchet out of that. They didn't make an Ironhide. Yeah, it was white, and it had uh, what almost kind of looked like Wheeljack uh, colors on it, if I recall yeah. correctly. That, yeah, okay, so that was uh, Super x oh, from the main line. Okay. In Universe, 2003 Universe, they also did that up as a ratchet. I wish they did a Universe line again. There's so many things I'd like to have different colors. Well, I mean, I would like to see something like Robot Masters again, which yeah. was, you know, basically the same idea from the Takara side. And honestly... In a lot of ways, Car Robots itself was a proto-universe yeah. line, kind of the same way Beast Wars 2nd was. Like, it was just taking a bunch of molds that were still viable from the back catalog and, you know, facelifting them and getting them back out there for some well, quick, easy money. And like Beast Wars 2nd and Beast Wars Neo, they just use a lot of... These aren't in the cartoon they made toys of. Let's use those. Uh, Beast Wars Neo was almost all new mold. Oh, and... new. I'm, yeah, Neo yeah. was all Beast Wars. Wasn't it? Beast yeah. Wars Second was uh, almost all rerun molds of one way or another. Galvatron yeah. and Leo Convoy were the only two new molds, to the best I can recall, for yeah, Beast Wars Leech. Second. Um, but, like, yeah, yeah, I want lines like that again that go back and get out those older things again and do creative different stuff with them. Some of my favorite stuff over the last 10 years, like Transformers Cloud, which did that in wacky, wacky ways, making a shockwave out of Whirl. Like, when you look at the finished thing, it makes almost perfect sense. Or the the Rodimus out of Springer, which I have on my shelf behind me because that toy is beautiful and a wonderful idea. And, and that Cloud also got us that silly, silly brawn made from first edition bulkhead. Like, you would never see stuff like that. My favorite thing is just Give the designers, the deco artists, a pile of old toys and say, make these new again, go wild, impress us. Like, I want to see that side of Transformers design again. Right. Okay, so I get the sense here that our general consensus on HasLab Omega Prime is we understand it. We kind of like that it's here, especially for our younger generation fandom friends. None of us are going to pre-order this or back it. No. No. Hooray, we've kept our money. This <laughs> <Yes>. time. <laughs> so yeah. this is how this game is played. <laughs> you mean, yeah, later yeah. on, then it's all gone again. Yes to everything that you said. Yes to everything you said, but no. Yes. Yeah, no. I'm glad for somebody, because there's a lot of somebodies out there that are the right age that they're yeah. going to love it. Yeah, exactly. And Don yeah. Ferguson. Well, and, <laughs> I mean, even in our age range... Uh, like there's a lot of vocal robots in disguise oh, yeah. 2001 fans out there, and I am thrilled they are I mean, getting I'm, some high end attention. So I'm con- confession those. time. I hated Beast Wars, and the main reason I didn't like it was I thought the animation was middling at best. And it was just really hard for me to get by. And yeah. the toys, the Beast toys, were just too kibbly for me. I'm just like, eh, I want my cars back. And then. I see a clip of this show in Japan that has cars. And I'm like, well, cool. Transformers is back. Where can I get these? So I ordered them from uh, an importer in Japan, the Japanese versions. And that was my gateway back to Transformers. Nice. Yeah, actually, this is the same here. 
same exact thing here, except I didn't. No, that's not true. I ordered um, through, God, what was it? Um, it might have been Robot Kingdom. I, was Robot Kingdom a thing? An early then? Robot Kingdom. I it, think it was. I ordered, it very well could have been. Okay, I want to say it was Robot Kingdom. I ordered the the three train bots. They were quite expensive. Yeah, I regret not getting the train bots. They were so good, great, and that that could I mean someday that could use a a Haslab redo. I would love to see that. I got Scourge, and I got the uh, first one that that run uh, of the Autobot Brothers. So the Japanese writing on the side of what do they call him Prowl? Uh, so he was mock alert in Japan. The Hasbro right. toy, though, I'm pretty sure still had the the kanji on the side on the doors. Well, these are the ones that I imported. So oh yeah, I'm no, I mean I'm that, I'm not disputing that at all. But I think yeah. they kept a lot of the deco work fairly accurate until you got the things like the Combaticons, where Armor Hide was suddenly blue instead of, uh, <laughs> you know, beige or sand color. I colors. understand that. Yeah. My favorite yeah. thing, though, is the end of the run when Walmart had all the exclusives and you had the desert camo and the gray camo uh, Combaticon guys. Oh, yeah, I got the Combaticons, too, but I think I might have imported those guys as well. Well, if, Which, you, have, course, if you have the yellow combiner parts and you have the Japanese version, otherwise it's Hasbro. Oh, okay. Well, let me take a look. Baldigus had the the unfortunately unhealthy urine-colored like hands and feet. So <laughs> my, mine have gray. Uh, uh, gray would be a Hasbro version then. Okay, okay. So that's a Hasbro version. Yeah, gotcha. Well, it's a good thing we got you here, man. <laughs> I know too much for my own good, <laughs> and anyone else's too. And I got like there's they had like a small version too of uh, Magnus. Yeah, the spy changer versions and uh, Scourge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you talking yeah. about the talking about the spy changers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got a couple of those as well, and one of them's a pickup. The pickup truck uh, came with. That's uh, Ironhide. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. That one. I think that one came with Magnus. I got that one at a BotCon uh, in uh, Dallas. Um, oh. The guy was telling me something about the packaging, and I'm like, I don't care. What, I'm gonna open it anyway. What color? <laughs> what color was your pickup truck? Just go grab it. And I also have the clear plastic uh, GoBot. And I got Skidzy. Let's go, Bob. Okay, so um, Bob, that's called black. That's cool. Oh, yeah, black. <laughs> yeah so said. that was this, that was this going is an to audio podcast. And, and, and there's the oh, uh, crosswise. And there's yeah, he's the clear plastic. I got yeah. this at a, at a, a KB outlet, and they had a they had a bunch of them. I wish I'd gotten more. To be honest yeah. with you. Your Black Iron Hide was one of the many toys in that time period that was designed to be a trailbreaker, but they couldn't use the name. So uh, most of them ended up being Iron Hides, and we kind of sort of think that all those Black Iron Hides in universe led to Iron Hide in the live action movie being a black pickup truck. Uh, Interesting. Uh, okay. I love I loved when they repainted all of them to be uh, G one characters. Like you got a Wheeljack and. Uh... All those guys. Hasbro rightly loved the Spike Changers. Oh, yeah, Night Scream. I love that squirrel. That's the best version of him. Yeah. (laughs) It's much better than the orange one. Okay. I'm going to pretend you didn't say that. He is an an example of why I'm not a big fan of the Beast figures, because he's just so ugly and unwieldy and Transmetal 2s are not symmetrical. Yeah. No. But he has an awesome sword and a great way to carry it. He's a mess. That's what he is. 
But his tail flips all the way up, so his sword's right behind his head. No, that's that's one selling point, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Is it? All right, the slapper's not bad either. Yeah. Okay. So, like that whole Predacon trio, they basically took the the best, most traditional, I guess I will say, design transmittal two basics for that purpose. And like, if you look at something like uh, the transmittal two bat whose name i cannot for the life of me remember right now the was bat Prime? oh transmittal two bat was oh, it sonar uh, no sonar was something else it was what was sonar then maybe it was sonar i don't know i think it was, was sonar weird. he was uh, weird sonar and then the scarab beetle and there was one other one i think but those were the really weird transmittal two basics yeah yeah um they they took like the most Normal-ish ones, and uh, Takara used those. And the basic size, yeah, yeah, because yeah, because Ramhorn was great in the deluxe size. Yeah, yeah, that was actually very good, and like even Transmetal Two Cyber Shark, which was the basis for Skybite, was a pretty decent toy. It just had a terrible deco first, and like they made that toy beautiful and like desirable when they made it skybite like when skybite was out in the hasbro release kb toys commonly still had transmittal 2 cyber sharks on their shelves not selling now meanwhile my walmart had transmittal scavenger from like 1998 still on the shelf when the robots in the sky (laughs) uh megas were out so which was scavenger the oh the transmittal ant yeah yeah okay uh not transmittal inferno but does everybody have the robots in disguise uh, uh, three-headed dog? What's his name? Bruticus? Yeah, I have that. Is he a big Mac Bruticus? Uh, no, he's a dog. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's a, a Cerberus. dog. <laughs> he was originally going to be a Beast Machines toy. Yeah, he was unreleased. Yeah. A lot of things in late Beast Machines went and, unreleased. And uh, the, the Megatron head. With the yeah, which, yeah, which I have both versions of that and that yeah. Came out in Robots in Disguise branding. Uh, Air Attack Optimus Primal came out in Robots in Disguise branding. Like, we were lucky that it was at a point in time where Robots in Disguise had been successful enough that retailers like Toys R Us were paying attention and wanted to get extra stuff in so that Hasbro could get some of those unreleased molds put into circulation. And we got to actually have at least a few of the things that got canceled from Beast Machines being supposedly cut short. Anyway, let's move on to the next topic, because we've been on this track for quite a while. Uh, so I know this is a little bit out of date, but I wanted to talk about it with you anyway. Titan-class Tidal Wave. Yes. Because this this brought me so much joy. I have uh, to get at least two. <laughs> I will stop at one mm-hmm. per deco. You got to get one to paint as the flag, though. You're not going to wait till they go to Ollie's? They're no, not, not for this go. one. The last four have not gone to Ollie's. And they're yeah. not going to. So I've I've made I've mentioned this on RFC a few weeks ago. JT Prime, who is, you know, one of our inside info sources, told us recently that the Nemesis, for example, its production numbers were very close to what the retailer pre order numbers were for North America. So there's not an excess quantity of those floating around right now waiting to go to close out like what there was went to the retailers and they sold and if the retailers still have some units on hand that they want to close out themselves those may turn up somewhere at some point probably like a city trend or something where you know there's 15 of them in one city somewhere and you never see any more um but like for the most part it's not going to go to clearance anymore because they didn't overproduce them at all 
Uh, that's why Amazon doesn't have Nemesis anymore. Uh, Big Bad Toy Store was the last place I knew that had it in for SRP, and I'm not sure if they even still have any. Uh, well, my master plan off. was spoiled. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's as if they learned from Cybertron Metroplex what? or something. <laughs> oh, man. That was a mistake to make. I was wondering. It how was. That was, just... of all the Titans, the, the Cybertron Metroplex was the worst design thing ever. Bend him over and put him on his knees. He's transformed. Yeah, that was a huge trip and fall on their face. Again, but... I'm happy for the crown of regeneration. That that existed, yeah. but there were, apparently they didn't even get behind it. I don't think. Well, that's a shame. I mean, at least Nemesis though was a ship, and yeah. it looked good. That's... Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I kind of got, uh, I kind of got hosed by the Nemesis thing too because I was also waiting for that to, you know, go on sale at least. And uh, well, that never really happened, so no Nemesis for me apparently. But I, I did pre-order Tidal Wave, uh, you know, Day Damn One. And like, I'm Big glad title, I so. did, because Hasbro Pulse, their initial quantity of those they put up for pre-order, sold through super, super quickly. Um, I think it's back on there again, though. It is. I, I looked when I was getting the link, and they do have it uh, up for pre-order allocation again. But, like, they went fast that first day. Like, everybody, everybody's been begging for uh, Titan Glass Tidal Wave for years. Like, this is... This is, you know, finally the fan want fulfillment. I'm glad they're finally doing it. I just wish the only the only problem I have with it is that you can't transform it from battleship to robot directly. You got to take it apart to do it. So you know, <laughs> all it takes is a hibble slip to mi- fix that. I don't understand why they didn't do it. Yeah, probably some probably a structural reason since it's such a larger toy. Um, but you know, I. I won't be able to make a good determination on that until I have it in hand later. But uh, what do you guys think, Frank? Let's start with you. Uh, looking at it right away, the fact that it breaks into three pieces scares me. <laughs> but also the once again the price, and I I generally do collect um, Legend Scale and Core Class, so mm. that thing is massive. Yeah, it's Legend Scale. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you go by the video game, yeah, yeah. All Titans are Legend Scale in my mind, because that's what I collect. Okay, I mean, fair enough. So whatever uh, direction you're facing is north. <laughs> <laughs> I am actually facing north, thank you. Okay. <laughs> All right, then. I'm facing southeast. <laughs> uh, facing Joey, reality. Joey. <laughs> Joey, what about you? Uh, uh, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm glad that it's out. I know people have been asking for this and 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 i'm glad that it's out there but it's it's just not for me and the armada the whole armada thing i tried to like it back when it was new i tried to like it i wanted to like it i just it, uh, i it to me it just fell flat i don't know i, I have the, the unicron from it I'm, gl- I'm glad that was a thing mm-hmm. and actually i did i did buy the the original tidal wave uh from beautiful toy from, it, it it is and it, again it's one of those things I can appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up, you know, eBaying it because it's like, you know, you keep it around. It's like it's taking up space. Do I really want to keep this? Probably not. So, but no, I'm glad it's a thing. It's just not for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob, uh, you can just carve and copy what Joey pretty much said. <laughs> I don't have buy into the character. Uh, I'm, yeah, I really don't have room for it. 
I'm a little bummed that I'm probably not going to get a discount on the Nemesis. <laughs> I'm still thinking about that. So yeah. I also <laughs> I don't have space room for it. it hanging from my ceiling and everything. Oh, uh, well, you could hang you could hang uh, tidal wave up there instead. So, but that would be tidal wave versus the arc. No, yes, this isn't fantastic. You're missing your planet Earth in the asteroid field, Bob. Come that's on, that's true. That's true. Well, oh, yeah. I, I don't, I don't have a window here. This is, uh, this is a relatively sun-free zone. Oh, nice. Where's the risk in that? I, I know, right? <laughs> Where are the sheets? Where are the sheets? <laughs> Don's house. <laughs> you can put it in your oven. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> I actually cook, so and that's for Dagbase. <laughs> I'm using my oven for food. <laughs> I understand. I'm crazy that way. Most folks do. I do. I do have some regret that I never got to experience Don's apartment, like in person. Uh, well, we used to know Don's apartment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I yeah, I knew that the same way you guys did through the the little frame on the conference call, oh, but like. My it would have been interesting to just have like the direct experience in person and see the toys in the oven and probably the fridge oh, no. and under the sheets. <laughs> we we were the personification of Don's apartment. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> that was you, Bob? That was you? <laughs> yeah, that was me. Amongst other guilty parties. <laughs> there was like some transformer just hanging out by the milk. There weird. was, there was. Uh, Don's <laughs> uncle Grandis came for a visit. RC and the Baroness came for a visit. Ness <laughs> uh, uh, loved Don's apartment. And yes, he loved uh, it. Man. So, Sean, are you pre-ordering Tidal Wave? I have one on pre-order. I'll order at least one more, at least. So I'm gonna, I'm getting this one. I love that they went with the uh, animation accurate and like Takara consistent colors. I have all three versions of the original Tidal Wave mold because uh, like I love that toy so much, and the Takara one is by far the prettiest. And if they do as a selects either Armada toy colors or Energon colors, I'm betting on the Armada toy colors personally. But if they do another version of the selects, I will get that too. Like I love, I love the design of that. I love the design language. I love just the huge space battleship that it formed. Like, I'm so, so jazzed about this thing. I'm so behind this. I'm not weird on these things. I only have three Scorpionox and seven Arcs. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, seven Arcs is a, a, it's a capable a battle group, if not a fleet. Yes. How many Trypticons do you have? Five. I mean, Five. if you if you were lucky uh, hunting Ollies when that was going on, you could have a bunch of Trypticons without a big I investment. Did. I, I bought I bought five and I sent one to Eric and then I had bought one already so I bought six but I, I kept five. Yeah, see, I just had the one Trypticon which uh, Melvar picked up for me because he actually you know had an always with a supply of those and you know the sad thing is to this day I have never even like snapped its leg on and you know had it like out of the box for more than just basic inspection because again room is kind of a problem in this room. He takes up a lot of room. Yeah. That's why I bought a house. <laughs> <laughs> nice work if you can get it. Mm. All right. Uh, let's see. Next up we have... Oh, yeah. So um, these were just revealed today. We don't actually have pre-orders for them yet, but we're suspecting that might happen later this week. So we're going to go ahead and uh, talk about these. So first up, we have the reveal of Legacy United Leader Class Sandstorm. He looks good. 
He really, really does. Sean, why don't you, uh, why don't you kick us off? Since some people complain about his robot modes in the weak mode, I don't see it. He looks like the cartoon character to me, and both vehicle modes look great. Yeah, they really do. Uh, Frank? Yeah, I like it. Uh, it looks pretty cool. I would maybe consider it if I would if I saw it at Ross. Or well, we still can't rule that out now, can we? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it does kind of make you reluctant to just buy anything first run this year, though, doesn't it? Like, because come October, we don't know <laughs> if that stuff's gonna be showing up for fifteen dollars each at Ross. Right. Like that was. I I really feel like they would try to take steps to not have that glut of overage again, but like well, I don't know if they can correct for it that fast. Uh, Starscream on his throne. What is that called? Uh, Coronation Starscream. Oh my god! He, he's still at Walmart. He's still yes. at Walmart. Yes, I saw three of them at Walmart today. You he's would not believe how fifty-five dollars at the same time he was at Ross for fifteen. So Starscream mm-hmm. still on the throne because he just didn't get enough fiber. That's yeah, yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. If they, give, if, they give, if they give the leader class toys more fiber going forward, we probably won't see them. Uh, That's right. They'll move quicker. They'll yeah. move quicker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They'll they'll uh, they'll pass through nice and smooth. Yes, they will. <laughs> I, mean, I was buying. I was seeing Junkions at Walmart. For thirty five and it Ross for fifteen. Oh, same. Yeah, I had that exact same experience. Uh, the same day that I bought, what's the brown one that's not Rectar? Yes. Yeah. yeah so I I saw two or three of those at Ross for I think seventeen dollars, and then immediately after I bought one, I went over to Walmart and they had them on the shelf there for thirty five ninety six or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just uh, the same with uh, Power Rangers Lightning Collection, which you know off topic but what is topic anyway but like um the the cog soldier from the power rangers lightning collection i bought one of those for eight dollars at ross and they were there is still one at walmart the same day it's still there to this day actually for 26 whatever uh the srp is over there like it's just yeah either they need to liquidate all the stuff at once or i don't think it's walmart liquidating it anyway though it's probably more like target uh pushing well stuff i actually through. think if you go to walmart when they put out like an exclusive and it sells through immediately but it's still on their website but at an inflated price yeah marketplace sellers okay they got all those marketplace sellers who buy stuff immediately what mm-hmm. i've noticed is like i found all the uh the headmasters in the retro boxes from from several years ago yeah uh it's that stuff has been on Walmart for forever, mm-hmm. but those people bought it up, and I think they bought up all this crap, and then they could they kept it for several years, and then they just dumped it at Ross. Mm-hmm. I think it's those guys doing it. Yeah, I mean it's possible. I'm not sure like what Ross's process is for connecting with people who have excess inventory, but yeah, I don't I don't think it's Walmart and Target though. I think it's these these scalpers. And mm-hmm. honestly, oh, I don't I don't yeah. know that it's directly. Walmart and Target anyway selling to Ross. Um, so, like, retailers will often have agreements with their distributors, and Hasbro is a distributor in a lot of cases. Uh, basically, a buyback agreement where if the store can't sell the stuff within an agreed-upon time frame, the distributor is obligated to purchase it back from them to mm-hmm. relieve those stores of that uh, inventory burden. And then Hasbro or an intermediate distributor would turn around and liquidate that out to Ross and Marshalls and Always, uh, you know, as as the favorable deal presents itself. Well, the thing gets me is the uh, Velocitron stuff. Mm-hmm. So much of it never hit the shelf. 
and then mm-hmm. it goes to Ross. Yeah, I saw more. I saw more shadow strips at Ross than I ever did at Walmart, which is because I never saw any shadow strips at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Same. I, I mean, it, but you know, I'm two weeks after Christmas. G two the 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 Toxitron collections coming out on shelves and it's never hit before. I'm going to Walmart and so like, oh, they finally got it. <laughs> and I've been seeing the stuff since the summer, so. Yeah, I mean, it's just I think Walmart just sucks on getting stuff out. Yeah, they they yeah. kind of do, and like their their ability to carry regular retail stuff is impacted too because every year now they have one of these capsule lines and they prioritize that for their shelf space and their replenishments over the regular retail assortment. So like I live in a town where the only place I have to shop in person is a Walmart. There's no target here. There's no anything else. It's just the Walmart. So like I can either get the stuff online. I can drive an hour one way to Nashville and hope that one of the two or three targets that's convenient for me to get to there without driving extra distance has what I'm looking for, which is increasingly a crapshoot because Target doesn't even seem to pull out put out whole cases of anything anymore. Yeah. Um, like uh, tangenting off of that again, when the the Troop Builder four pack came out, the Buzzworthy Bumblebee Troop Builder four pack came out. At the same time, I was watching for the the Detritus uh, Strong Arm etc. Wave, and I saw a Detritus at one store. I saw a I think I saw a Shadow Striker. No, I got Shadow Striker at Walmart, but I might have seen another one. But like, I only saw bits and pieces of that deluxe assortment. No one Target that I went to had like a whole case worth or even a whole assortment represented there on its pegs. Like, it was really, it was inconvenient for one thing, but it was also kind of weird just for how they're handling their distribution. Uh, anyway, we were talking about Sandstorm. <laughs> Frank, did you want to add anything else before we talk to somebody else? The only thing I was going to say is if you guys have ever been to Macy's, man, there is, it's, it's a very sad Toys R Us. And uh, when I went, I didn't see any Transformers. So. Yeah. Uh, Bob. I like it. Uh, it reminds me a lot of the original. It's got the big chunky backpack. Uh, both the Doom Buggy mode and the uh, the helicopter mode adhere pretty well to the original. I mean, mm-hmm. very well. So yeah, it's a nice toy. I'm assuming it's probably around a twenty five dollar price point. So That's a it's, it's a not... it's a leader. It's around a fifty six dollar price point. What? Ooh, <laughs> that is damn. Well, okay. Uh, triple changers. I imagine oh, going true. forward are well, all going to be leader classes. That makes sense. That makes sense. So yeah. There's a higher level of engineering there. You are, you are technically getting three toys instead of two toys. I would okay. So being a transformer, I would call it two and a half toys oh, because one transformer is you know a car and a robot or you know some vehicle and a robot. You're just getting a second vehicle, so it's a half an extra transformer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. I get you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and he comes with, uh, you know, he's got some interesting little accessories here. What's too. up with the cage? Did he use that? That's in the car on the on his backside. Yeah, uh, so covers his engine. Yeah, it's it's the roll bar cage for the dune buggy's engine, and ah. instead of trying to cram that further into the backpack that is back there. They yeah. turned it into a little like capture cage accessory thing, which that's unique. Then. Yeah. So, like, do you remember the Centurion drone with the accessory pack that came with the little cage to put Siege Ravage in? I missed it. I never even got mm-hmm. to see anything in it. 
Um, so, like, this might be a little bit small for that, but, like, I would imagine you could probably get a little something in there kind of like that, though. You know, I mean, you could probably... I would bet if you got, like, the Studio Series, uh, like, Rumble or Frenzy, at least in cassette mode, you could probably stuff one of them in there. Okay. You know, I would I would imagine it's at least big enough for that. But, yeah, I mean, like, it's a cool little extra. It's a good way to design around wanting to have that part of the structure represented and not have to engineer that into the transformation. And I know that's kind of uh, contradictory when I'm complaining about Tideway being taken apart to transform, but this is not quite as egregious, <laughs> I don't think. Uh, Joey, what do you think? I I, I like him. Uh, man, 50 bucks for him. That's a lot. Um, $56, thank you. About 60 uh, with tax. All right. Well, whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, heck, if it's 50, what's 60, right? Uh, uh-huh. I mean, he, like Bob said, he's he's very reminiscent of the original toy. Mm-hmm. Uh, his feet look really weird. I hope somebody comes out with an add-on kit to fix that. Um, yeah, the clown feet did kind of... Yeah, it probably needs it to balance, though. Yeah, I would would imagine so with that backpack. I mean, he got a lot of chunk in the trunk, so he's got a hanger back there to hold him up. (laughs) He's he's gorging on Paragon Energon. (laughs) I wish he's going to fall down on your shelf. (laughs) I wish those bag things back there weren't just platforms. I wish it was some kind of something a little more solid that blended into his leg. Yeah. Yeah, so like. I actually think this is probably the overall best-looking triple changer that they have done since Siege started. Uh, like, neither of these vehicle modes seems to have an obvious drawback to it, where every other one of them has had something where one of the vehicles was basically a write-off. Blitzwing right. almost, almost made it, except that, like, a third of the mass of the jet was just a slab underneath, which you could choose to distend and use as a quote-unquote display stand built in, but, like, we all know that's a load of crap. Okay, um, the one thing we're all asking, though, does Sandstorm come with two giant hands? No, I think you <laughs> just come to the cage instead. <laughs> that's, that's a great point, because there was never an explanation with the Blitzwing and the giant Energon hands. No. I mean, no, that was, that was a weird one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping, I'm hoping the cage kind of fills that role while also integrating more fully with the vehicle mode and having more of a sensible use for the robot. Like, hopefully, you know, we're getting back to something more like Siege Shockwave, where the extra parts kind of fit their role in a way and are just extraneous add-ons. But like, yeah, for for my money, like literally for my money. Sandstorm looks like the best modern triple changer we've possibly ever had. Like, even the robot, like, the feet, I guess the feet could be a little bit weird, but the only real aesthetic problem I have is just that the legs overall look kind of skinny. Yeah. But where I was seeing people say, like, you know, why couldn't some of that backpack mass have been uh, fit down to the legs? At the same time, Sandstorm's whole, like, visual identity is big backpack sticking up behind the head. Like, yeah. this is it's correct yeah. stylistically. Mm-hmm. And as interesting as the Sandstorm from 2014 or so, which was the Springer retool, as interesting oh as God. that was, I like that, but it never looked like any iteration of Sandstorm in any media I ever saw. Yeah, no. How, it's just how long do I get a different propulsion? I'm sorry, go ahead. 
How long until I get Octane to hang out with him? Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could go back to like 2017 or so and get the Titans Return one or the Takara Legends version, which I have. I have with it. the bad have stickers. It. Well, the Takara one doesn't have the bad stickers. It's got, you know, all paint work and a little bit better deco and a Ghost Starscream head. Ah, that would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I have one of those in a box in the other room, which I've actually never opened, <laughs> but I bought it anyway. Uh, that toy's not bad, though. I mean... No, I mean, at the time, certainly, it was the best Octane that existed. It, well, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, yes, it had crap. It had crappy stickers, but that aside, it was it's a, it's a pretty decent Octane, mm-hmm. I, I think. I still think that. You know, I honestly can't remember if I even handled the Hasbro version. Well, okay, in, the, well, in a roundabout way, I did, because they retooled that into an Optimus Prime, and I have the box set version of that, which was in the uh, more correct G2 colors. The, the solo release of that, if you remember, was kind of almost Action Master-based for the Deco. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I have handled the the mold in that respect, just not as Octane. Um, yeah, I mean, from everything I've seen, Octane kind of came out better for that, because uh, I think that it was what it was designed for. They just made Optimus Prime to make sure they got money off the mold. Um, okay, but this, this makes the third... No, they have... Okay. They haven't... Okay. They've done trip... <laughs> they've done... Blitzwing, Astro Train, and now and now Sandspringer. That Springer's coming out. Yeah, we're getting a Studio Theory Springer. Mm-hmm. So that leaves that leaves Octane and uh, the Brick. That's that's the, the Brick. <laughs> the Brick. Uh, brick. Uh, broadside. Oh, him, yeah, yeah. Which they could just repaint, repaint Tidal Wave. Well, no, they, he needs a separate. He needs his own separate. Uh, uh, Titan class figure for broadside. Then we could drop him on the Combiner Wars Devastator. Yeah. And all the other triple changers can land on him. There you go. Yeah, see, the, so, like, one of the things I wanted out of the, the like, speculative HasLab Devastator that we didn't get for the 40th anniversary was for the Constructicons to be the right size so that uh, 86 Ultra Magnus could pick up two of them and smash them together. Yes, and so you. that the Devastator would be the right size for a later, like, leader-class broadside and carrier mode to drop down on top of. Like, I want all of the Carnage and C minor uh, mm. homages all at mm. once, which is not a thing you would expect anybody to say about that episode, but, like, it's got some great visual jokes. So we should sing the rest of this episode? <sighs> you know, I can hit this end button anytime. Uh, don't dare him, he'll do it. And I don't mean you hitting the end button, I mean him singing. Well, it's true in both cases, so let's uh, let's not say we did. Me, 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 me. But yeah, so definitely <laughs> for me, when Sandstorm goes up for pre-order, I'm going to jump on that because getting leader classes to appear on a store shelf anywhere is such a crapshoot anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Starscream's kind of seeded that, but like that's not the only issue. Like Sludge also is quickly following in Starscream's footsteps for shell forming. Galvatron, uh, at least in our case here, yeah. where Sean and I are. Galvatron uh, has been on this shelf forever. Blitzwings? Oh, There's still Blitzwings everywhere. Armada Megatron? Not as many Blitzwings as Galvatrons, but Blitzwings will be in the mix, too. Yeah. Um, like, the leader class, I didn't... The only time I saw Dreadwing was in a GameStop in the Chattanooga area uh, last April, I think. That's the only time I've seen that in person. I never saw a Skyquake in a store anywhere. Um, 
you know, Blitzwing's reship, Armada Megatron, and I yeah, going back a little bit, uh, the Galvatron redo, even though it's better and people should buy it, like all of those things have tended to grind uh, the distribution of leader class to a pretty solid halt in a lot of places, and yeah, I'm not taking chances on leader class toys when I'm going to pre-order them to make sure that I get them. Yeah. And Sandstorm, Sandstorm to me is such a nobody character. Like to Frank's earlier point, if I was collecting by personality, I'd have no interest in this. But like, it looks like such a well done toy. Also, it's profoundly orange, and I have to love it for that too. <laughs> 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 He's from the Paradron collection. Him and him and the green RC. Well, I've I've got the Paradron Medic version of uh, Earthrise RC somewhere here with the ratchet that it came with. Yeah. Uh, so like I'm <laughs> I'm all set for that. All right. Uh, well, we're doing great. We're almost an hour in, and we have made an entire three bullet points down the <laughs> <our> document. <laughs> That's good for us. <laughs> this, is the, this is the important one, though. Okay. Uh, comic edition Shockwave and Grimlock. Uh, Sean, I know you're extremely well-versed in the existence of these toys, so why don't you uh, kick off for us? Yeah, I didn't know about them until just before the show. <laughs> but I am in love, and it, it's going to be holding me back from buying all of them. Oh, man, these are beautiful. Yeah, so we have two announced so far. I wouldn't be surprised if they got more in the pipeline. but uh, So Grimlock is a redeco of Studio Series 86 Grimlock. Which is the closest we've had to like a G1 Grimlock re-release since that mold first came out. Uh, you know, it's been in the Shattered Glass colors and in the Toxitron Collection unreleased G2 colors. But, you know, all those people from 2020 that either didn't or couldn't get Studio Series Grimlock when it came around and then quickly went away again... This is the closest thing they have to get us one to uh, get one to match the rest of their Dinobots since. Hopefully, because the mold is staying in circulation, they'll be able to do just a re-release of the basic Studio Series 86. But like, at least this is something in the meantime, and it comes with a little bonus too, besides its comic book deco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, uh, a thing with those Dinobot releases was the absence of swords for Grimlock, Slag, and Sludge. And this uh, takes care of that by providing the swords for all three of them. So okay, he is supposed to be priced at sixty. Yeah, and Shockwave is going to be forty. Yeah, because Shockwave comes with a new display stand piece, uh, which is the pedestal for Optimus Prime's severed head, while uh, Shockwave is trying to siphon the creation matrix out of him. Which is beautiful. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, but it's issue number five. If nobody, if people didn't know, yeah, it does not appear to come with the extra battleship parts that Steed Shockwave originally came with. Oh, uh, which is why the price point is lower than that release. But uh, the 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 Optimus Prime head deal is why it's at forty and not like a standard Voyager price. Oh, we'll have to put our submarines upside down with all the kibble. Oh, I know. yeah, <laughs> darn. <laughs> One thing I can't say about this toy, the original ones, uh, stellar light piping in that toy. Yeah, I mean, hopefully that will continue to be the case for this version. Like, I love good light piping on a toy. Oh, and, and Grimlock has oh, a crown, man. too. Yes, Grimlock does have a crown. I forgot about that. Thank you. Yeah, that yeah, Grimlock the, one looks really nice. 
Yeah. Yeah, the Grimlock is beautiful. I am in love. I was in love with the yellow, but this is even better. The <laughs> yellow tiger stripe, but this is even more. They keep they keep I can't wait to they put out the blue version. I can't wait to fall in love with it. This, this I amazing. hope they do. So like when I when I first saw the announcement go up for these and saw like the thumbnail pictures, I was actually really excited for these because like I thought these were gonna be just, you know, like bright high saturation value redecos of the toys representing the comics that way. Then I got a closer look and saw the like cell shading and the like the dot patterns over parts of the toys to try to uh imitate what the printing process looked like and mm-hmm. uh that is not working so well for me. I'm not a fan of the Pantone print process. Not oh, on a toy, on no. <laughs> I see what you're talking about on Shockwave. Okay. It, it's well, particularly... it's meant to look like it's a comic book. Yeah, yeah. it's particularly bad on Shockwave. Yeah. But gum, he's... Uh... Shockwave's my overall favorite Decepticon. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, I love that issue. That's, of course, the best issue cover ever. And I've wanted, I, I've wanted a redeco of Seed Shockwave in this value purple since the original toy came out. I wanted, you know, something like cartoon colors Shockwave. But you want clear, you want clean. Yeah, I want it to be clean. Like that. The problem is, I love that accessory, thing, the Optic Crime head accessory thing that it came with. So I'm really torn here because, like, it's got the base color that I want. It's got this wacky, decapitated Optimus Prime deal that I never considered having a physical representation of. But it's also got the, like, cell shading and the, <clears throat> the, the dot matrix process on it. And, like, uh, I, I don't know if I $40 want the parts I want that okay when they say summer of 2024 what are we thinking april maybe everything's gonna hit in april because usually when they have those dates on there that's what they call saturation date that's when they expect it to be available you know anywhere you would go if this is going to be a fan channel uh product where it's going to go to places like entertainment earth big bed toy store etc that summer 2024 might be a more accurate thing because you know it's going to go to their distributors uh and their retailers that way and probably have an on sale date attached to it so it comes out at about the same time everywhere all right say what you will about hasbro their security has been top-notch the last few years because th- there's been no hint of this yeah i mean part of that could just be that like nobody knew to look <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then, but nobody's seen the swoop picture yet. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, man, like deluxes seem to all get produced at one factory, and that's where a lot of the stuff walks samples out of. But like Voyagers and Leaders uh, seem to be from different production <clears throat> sites, and those do not as much end up having stuff uh, walk out the door or otherwise get revealed early occasionally we will see some of those larger toys like that um but not very often (sighs) yeah i mean i'm so in love just yesterday i was thinking like i wonder when we're gonna see like a leak of sandstorm to see what that's gonna end up looking like because we've seen most of legacy united wave two at this point uh i think now the only thing we haven't seen Sure shot may be delayed. Um, you know, recent updates to uh, retailer order sheets seem to not have sure shot for this wave anymore. 
Mm. So of the stuff that we know is still coming with this wave, I think the only thing we haven't seen is the Voyager Cybertron Starscream. And Swoop. Swoop is Studio Series, and I think still a little bit later this yeah. year. It's yeah. supposed to be April. Well, what is April? Mm. <laughs> April it's soon. It's April, the coolest month. <laughs> April is a state of mind. Mm. <laughs> We are all that's, April that's, somewhere that's deep April inside. Fool's Day joke. On April Fool's Day, they're going to go, oh, no swoop. Hey, I'm, I'm fine with that. Mm, I need a swoop. I don't understand having no preview of him yet. That makes no sense at all. At all. He's got to be close to finished, if not finished. That should be putting at, him in boxes right now. At all. Think? He's the easiest one to make, too. I'd be Okay, so like... These reveals today came out through IGN, well-known Transformers fan site, and ComicBook.com, equally well-known Transformers fan site. Um, so, like, and no, you neither of you can send me notices, so don't ask again. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? When you go to their websites, they always want to send you notices. Oh yeah, a lot of notifications. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, so, like, obviously, they have promotion promotional deals with. IGN and comicbook.com to, you know, get eyes on this stuff. So this is scheduled and paid for and everything. So Swoop's reveal might very well be in the pipeline just waiting for a particular scheduled day to roll around to actually do that. And, like, I don't think it's a coincidence that these reveals dropped uh, in the lead-up to what would have in any other year be Toy Fair. You know, in you know, wow. for the longest time, Toy Fair was the middle of February, and around this time, we would see, uh, you know, targeted uh previews like this of specific toys. This falls right into that pattern. We could still see from like Screen Rant or something well-known Transformers fan site, uh, you know, Swoop or Cybertron Starscream or both, like anything like that. Uh, it's just a matter of their the contracted date for that has not happened yet. Yes, Sean. I, I can I can easily see them doing Optimus Prime, a Starscream, a Soundwave, purple Soundwave. Oh, I mean, with the with the comic book thing, like there is a wide wide range of possibilities, and yeah, Soundwave would definitely be like high up there because of how like distinct and notable Soundwave's cartoon appear or comic book appearance was versus the cartoon. That right. you know, really strong purple, and if they wanted to throw. A, a little uh, new tooling budget into this, like they did to make uh, the disembodied Optimus Prime head, they could m- give us a uh, faceplateless sound wave for you know all of the nightmare fuel. Forgot about that. Because <laughs> I mean that is <sighs> that is the ideal the ideal representation of Marvel Comics sound wave is the purple body and the uh, plateless face, just all of the wrongness all at once. It's very and wrong. Then they'll do a Omega Supreme. What, like dead? No, oh, cartoon or comic book Omega Supreme. Uh, it's kind of a big ask. It's a big box. Yeah, big, big box folds out like a comic book. Yes. I mean, like the Omega Sentinel still seems to be kind of sitting around at online retailers. I don't think they're really? in a hurry to do another uh, two or three of them. Well, I'll go buy some more. <laughs> <laughs> go buy some more. I can still, still find he's some awesome. stock. <laughs> yeah, I thought about that when that was down close to like 140, but again, the the space thing kind of is an issue. I have two of them at least, though. 
Tidal Wave is exempt from the space worry because it's Tidal Wave, but otherwise, like, mm-hmm. I'd be very, very careful about the Titans I buy at this point. I need to get Summer rid of pass. stuff. Yeah. yeah, me too. <laughs> is anybody going to pass on these things? I can't see anybody passing. I, I'm definitely not passing on this. I mean, I would, I, I would actually like to, but I'm not going to. For me, this is going to be a uh, hope they go on sale at some point and maybe get the Shockwave. Yeah. Um, you know, I have... <sighs> I have Studio Series 86 Grimlock. I'm set for like an instance of that toy in Grimlock appropriate colors. Uh, and while the Grimlock is less bad for its cell shading and what have you than the Shockwave is, like I don't specifically need that instance of Grimlock, especially like on its own as its own thing. Plus, plus I have every non-F Dinobot upgrade released so far. So I have swords for all my Dinobots uh, pre-Snarl. So, like, that part isn't even really... And a crown for Grimlock. That was in the... the colors Grimlock. are so beautiful. If it didn't have the cell shading, I would love that for how the colors pop on that toy in that deco. Mm. But that cell shading just really hurts it for me. Um, like... Shockwave is the one that I'm really considering getting with a little bit of a price reduction. Grimlock is kind of not on my radar, unfortunately. So I, I might be the, uh, well, maybe me and Frank are the holdouts here on ordering this. What about you, Bob? So I've got two of those Shockwave molds already. I got the Shockwave and the original Shockwave. I'm not really sure what I would do with yet another one. I really like the Grimlock. But I've got two of those as well. So, no, you're no, fine. You would love it. You would love it. Is what you would do with it. I would love it. <laughs> I love it. Now, you've only it, got two Grimlocks. Uh, well, I mean, of that particular mold. Yeah, right. I've got yeah. two of the original, one of the shattered glass, and three. Of the two I, dude, I don't have like an entire uh, house shed. <laughs> that, well, I do, but it all stays in this room. So I don't have the entire house to spread. See, I had to have one. I had to have me, one for the. Me poster. too, Bob. <laughs> I had to have one for the poster. I have to have one for my Dinobot shelf, and then I have one for my G two shelf. It keeps us being responsible adults, Joey. <laughs> uh, I, I live in. A, I live in a room. So there you go. Keeps you being a responsible adult. I am not allowed to put anything outside of this room. No, no straying outside <laughs> of the confines of the of the. You can build fortress of Frankitude. Yeah. I well, you know what, Frank? Neither am I. I'm not I ex- allowed either. I expanded yeah. into a second bedroom, and I still am out of space. <laughs> I'm not going to say what I've expanded into. Your mom. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> My <laughs> mom? Or... I'm going to have to edit that point out. <laughs> No, no, oh, that one's me. that that one is staying in. <laughs> That's what That's she what said. said. <laughs> oh, she did. Hmm. I think diecast has had an influence on you. <sighs> Just need the, the rib shot on a on no, no. standby. Your mom jokes were were a long time tradition of long superhero time, time in that one episode of Star Trek and. Uh, we're just, Not to mention PE in middle school. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're, we're bringing it back and keeping it classy That's here. Right. On there goes my money. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> uh, page puncher two packs. Anybody interested in these? Uh, not for seventeen dollars. 
After I'm saying I'm going to buy as many of the fifty dollars, sixty dollars toys I can get. Are I those mean, seventeen dollars? No, seventeen dollars. Well, okay. So if you, sub- if you subtract, if you subtract the cost of the comic books from that, because like I think they have two comic books in them, and at yes. uh, you know at what comic books cost now, then you're down to like you know two dollars fifty cents for the two toys. Actually, yeah, yeah they're bounce. I, I, they don't transform. They're three no. inches tall. They're old issues of comics. Mm. I, I'll well, that means they're vintage clearance. now. They're worth more than <laughs> their cover price. Isn't that how that works? <laughs> they come out of the pack, man. It's because they, they printed it a couple of years ago. The price has gone up. They're collector's uh, items. <laughs> no, no devaluation whatsoever. Remember um, Thrilling 30 and Combiner Wars coming with comic books packed in? Yes. Yes. For the $15 deluxe price or less? Yes. Those were less. the days. Yeah, actually it was eight ninety nine. Uh, Well, maybe like $13.99. $8.99, I guess, during like the holidays sometimes. I got, okay, so when that first came out, some of them had comics and some of them didn't. I forgot exactly what the mix the, and match was. The first wave of Combiner Wars, I think, did not have the comic books. Right. They had the I, little like trading card deals. I got I was at Toys R Us when that was still a thing in uh Huntsville, out in Huntsville, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh and I got the entire set of Aerial Bots minus Alpha Bravo because I refused. Uh it's That's not a slingshot. I'm sorry, it's not a slingshot. I'm not I'm not buying it. And the entire set Hush. of Stunicons all at once. Uh and I want to say that I, it might have been a sell they were having at the time, but mm-hmm. these toys were new. They were not, you know, had been sitting on the shelf for a long time. Yeah. Um, I want to say the, the deluxes were roughly $9, and the, the main body bought, uh, I, I think they were maybe, were they 30 I think Voyagers were about 25 at that time. 25 Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway, I don't know. And I, I know some of the, uh, at least a couple of, if not three, maybe, of the area buys came with comics. And I don't remember if the Stonicons did or not. That was too long ago. So, yeah, I think the first wave Combiner Wars Deluxes did not have comic books for some reason I cannot remember right now. Uh, we may have mistakenly gotten international packaging for the initial distribution. It might have been something like that. So... Drag strip until it reshipped like two waves later. There was no associated comic book with that. Eventually, it did get one. Uh, so all the Stunticons eventually did have a comic book, but I don't think the Aerial Bots actually managed to have one, which was kind of unfortunate because like the whole first arc of the original Combiner Wars miniseries was basically focused on the Aerial Bots, okay. and that's the you know era of material they were drawing from at that time. See, looking at those page punchers, yes. I would compare them against the, uh, what is it, Royal Su- Loyal Subjects, about the same size as far as the... Yeah, I think like three inches tall. ...non-transforming, all. yeah. And if it's like very in between the one we just looked at, which uh, is a fully transforming robot, uh, nice chunky bits, good, you know, accessories, I think I would rather spend more money to have something just a better quality. Now, I'm not going to spend it right now, mm-hmm. but I would spend it 
I'd be more willing to spend it later. Whereas like the page punchers, like if I see it for three or four dollars at the Ross, I might pick it up, but that's the only way I'm gonna end up with a page with They <laughs> tend to go on clearance at Target pretty quick. Page punchers. The, one, the ones I've seen have. It's like the loyal subjects are like five bucks. I don't know what I don't know couldn't tell you what a loyal subject story is. It's so, like a little statue and they're uh, blind boxes. Oh, okay. I have them on Thundercats. They're oh, okay. They're, they're okay. Are they ho? Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm looking at the overall quality of these and they have like a, dare I say, KO-ish feel to them, especially with the overspraying on the paint. They're McFarland. And, and, th- and <laughs> well, I get that. <laughs> but, but I'm looking at the, the picture of Megatron down towards the bottom, and there's like, there's red paint that is strayed into the gray plastic. And this is their promo shot. Oh. Uh, you know, where in the toy is that? So if you look at the oh, yeah, very, very bottom, there's a Megatron where he's standing there uh, to the, uh, to the uh, left of the comic. And you can see there's red on the gray, like they got mm-hmm. red paint on it. And this is the model that they used for this promote, you know, to, to show it off. Show yeah. It off. So if, if this is, you know, <laughs> the best of the batch. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. This I don't know, man. I, I'm looking at the seam himself is what it is. Funny. <laughs> I'm looking at where the seam is on the arm and the shoulder, and it almost looks like the the plastic has kind of a melted or super glue look to it. Yeah, looks like somebody just twisted Megatron's legs. Like yeah, just... they twisted his uh, his uh, torso a little bit. I wouldn't pose. mind buying these for five bucks. Uh, I'd pay, I, I mean, I'd pay five bucks for. A- one guy in a in a comic, but these are happy like seventeen toys. is just yeah. Well, seventeen is just I don't I don't see where they get that price point. That's, yeah, I mean I, I imagine Todd's done the math, but <laughs> he's trying. To you know, up. I was kind of hoping that because it was from Todd McFarlane that it'd be you know that he would have done some kind of some art on it because like some of his a lot of his other stuff. And the toy line is pretty good looking, but this is not. No, Rob Liefeld would have done a much better job. They wouldn't have feet, but they would have been cheap. No, if we can get them in a Liefeld no, uh, style. There'd be no legs. There'd be no legs. <laughs> oh, no, there'd be no pocket. feet. Yeah, there'd be and like chest would be enormous. as big as it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. The chest would be enormous. They'd have fanny packs everywhere. And Megatron's guns would have guns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> It's like that's a lot of guns. Mm. That's a lot of guns. <laughs> it would be even more oversized than usual. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, I mean, getting a closer look at that Megatron, especially, I don't think these would even be a clearance pickup for me. No, it's pretty sloppy looking. No, yeah. no thank you. Uh, how about the uh, Jada Transformers and Ghostbusters crossovers diecast vehicles? So you're muted, Sean. Are we are we basically? <laughs> I was yelling at my like, dogs. Like Hot Wheels here? No, they're 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 what, 18th, they're, what, 18th or 24th scale, I think. And and they they've done the both of these. I think I have the original repaints of both the original paints of both. But so those are pretty good size, right? 
Yeah, they're they're okay. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Oh, yeah, I've seen that Optimus Prime diecast. They just did it in Ghostbusters colors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they did Ghostbusters and Optimus colors. I imagine those are going to sit on the shelf for a minute. That's a red Echo one. I That's like that Echo. That Ecto. Um, yeah, Ecto red Ecto one kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of neat. I might pick that up. Yeah, I'm not buying either of these, but like Red Ecto one actually is quite pretty display over there and i think that would go with it really well with the transforming uh white ecto one yeah i wonder what size this thing is and this doesn't transform it's it's probably i'd say it's like six inches long okay maybe a little bit bigger uh i've got a little bit bigger than that i've I've seen that i've seen the 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 stray colored prawn at uh target like a hundred times uh yeah I've they got both eye. of these in the original colors. Mm-hmm. I own both already, so. Oh, okay. I, I couldn't tell you where they are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you know, honestly, I think I would actually buy one of these. I think they're kind of unique. I mean, I know they don't transform, but they've got pretty colors. Okay, which one would you buy? Uh, well, both. I would definitely go with the red one first, the, uh, okay. the Ecto-1. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Because just because, well, the other one is a semi tractor with a Ghostbuster symbol on it. So. I mean, it's the same. You don't like it's, Ghostbusters. It's the same deal as uh, the the Ghostbusters MP10 they yeah. did when Ectotron first came out. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I don't own one of those. So, yeah. well, no, me either. But yeah, if I if I was going to uh, purchase one, I would definitely go with the car, the Hearst. Like yeah. I, I hate to say it, I almost wish that they would re-release Ectotron again in that red deco. Yes. Yeah, that would be neat. Cool. That would cool. look really nice. And I don't even really like Ectotron. That's true. Nothing saying they won't. That's, That's true. true. Yeah. I mean, they could come up with a diecast one first this time. But yeah, it's got really nice colors. Uh, I like how they captured the Optimus Prime colors on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it maps really well, actually. So, um, on a different track here, uh, today or a couple days ago, we heard about Stylin' Online's Transformers loot boxes, essentially. They're, uh, you know, mystery packs like loot crates used to be. Hmm. No idea what's in it, though? Nope. That's, uh, that's kind of how it works. You, you order one of these, then you plop a camera down in front of you, point it at the box, as you open it, and you either stream that live to YouTube or you post it to YouTube afterward and uh-huh. get, uh, like, 15 views out of it for your $66 investment. Yeah. yeah. At least you warn yeah. others if it turns out it's crap. I mean, it they, they always is. say it's like $66, but it's $100 value, and it's it's like a, a size extra small T-shirt <laughs> that no collector wears. Well, we know it's going to have a T-shirt in it. Yeah. Maybe always. Some socks. That's what it's, that's what styling started as yeah yeah so i would guess at least one t-shirt maybe some socks probably like a water bottle yeah because that's another one of those like cheap things to make and get a licensed print on yeah the markup on t-shirts is probably about five thousand percent of something like that cost yeah exactly yeah exactly even more if you don't bother to sell on the neck holes (laughs) (laughs) you say so on the neck yes Just cut it open and just leave it there. Wow, man. That's <laughs> quality. Give me my scissors. I need to get into my shirt. <laughs> wow. So, uh, 
we're all we're all gonna go in for one of these boxes, right? Right? No. Eh? Oh. Uh, no. I mean, it could be really good quality, but it could also be just their their stock, their old Joey. Stock. They got a Cobra yeah, Kai box in. too. No, Gosh. don't you don't you dare tempt me with a good time. I I think there might be a GI Joe one also. There's a Bill and Ted. Yeah, they get, oh, they got a uh, Deadpool. Yep, there's uh, there's lousy tat for everybody's interest. Yeah, I'll pass. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, yeah. honestly, everyone should pass. Everyone listening to this, everyone not listening to this, <laughs> everyone should just not do this because it's going to be garbage. So is this a promise that this is actually going to be published in a timely manner? Is that what you're saying to us? Well, <laughs> I'm doing the editing now. I have ah. more free time, and I actually enjoy the editing process. We'll see if I still feel that way after we're done here tonight. There's <laughs> no editing required for this show. We're all professionals. Uh, okay, so I've been keeping a running um, text document with editing notes in it, and the, <laughs> basically the only things I have here are spots where there is crosstalk where I want to go into the multi-track recording and just pick one of you to focus on. That's depending... not the fun, though. That's a thing you can do? Yeah. Our fans expect talking over. <laughs> uh, our fan. Uh, our fan. <laughs> our one fan. <laughs> he also likes this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so I just found out about this one today. Dynamite Entertainment's G1 trading cards, and by today, I mean five minutes before we started recording. Yep. Uh, what are they calling trading cards? It's because not like a game this time, right? No. They, they're trading cards because they're cards that you trade to get a full collection? 110 base cards, five yeah, full look cards, like two any full gum. Uh, no gum? No gum. Oh. Where can you get them and how much is going to cost I'd imagine you get them at places like your local comic book store or Target. Target, you know, has a big wall of like trading card stuff, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, baseball. Right there, it's a checkout. Yeah. When? What, Sean? When and how much? Well, unfortunately, you know exactly as much as I do. All right. Bento <laughs> box. But I mean, if we're seeing pictures of these and you know, advertising promotion, like they'll probably start pushing out pretty soon. It's pretty. Because unless it's the RFC trading card, the turnaround time on making trading cards is not that long. Do we know, is this all com- a comic book art from G1? Well, like Sean, Marvel unfortunately, art? you know as much as I do. I mean, looking at the pictures, <laughs> it's all G1 comic art. Yeah, it looks like. Yeah, I mean, art. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of this stuff is from um, stock art. Stock yeah. art. I was thinking the um, one of the one of the now defunct, I think, online games where they, you know, it was online cards basically, where probably you're using a lot of those art assets, where which themselves were largely taken from like comic panels and some mm. uh, some newly commissioned work from the comic artists. But like, I think it's going to be all like you know. Uh, stuff from their art catalog they already have to uh, so minimize costs. Printing money on work that was yeah. the printing money that was on work that was done about thirty five years ago. Is what you're saying? Yeah, any time in the last thirty five years, pretty much. They're 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 using the eighty five promo art with Jetfire and Whirl and Grimlock attacking a red uh, tracks. Cool. You know, I like that one. 
So I'm not really seeing, I mean, okay, these are trading cards. Is there any kind of like gameplay in these? Like, oh, a, no. I mean, they might just be like baseball cards. I think they're baseball yeah, cards. I think you're right. just get back to the original basics. They're just supposed <laughs> to look cool. Yeah. That's, yeah, I mean, that's, sure. that's okay. You know, they just, they just look cool. So I Wasn't remember there a company that was doing a card game with Transformers. Yeah. And you couldn't ever find them. Uh, you think of the Renegade Studios customized card game? I don't know what game, I'm maybe? thinking of. I don't, I've never seen them. So, so the, just, Renegade, the Renegade is the collecting card game and the, uh, the Transformers cards that they were doing were from Hasbro. Yeah, yeah, there was the short-lived like TCG for Transformers, right? But they upped the price for that kind of thing instead of just making it a card and making it cheap. Well, they always up the price. It's Transformers. But these, things, these things shouldn't cost anything. I mean, they they should be, you know. Well, okay, so like a pack of Pokemon cards, which does have a game attached to it, as you know, I'm sure everybody knows, mm-hmm. uh, runs you know between four and six dollars depending where you find them mm-hmm. for Stupid. for for a booster pack of ten cards. It's ridiculous. Um. So I mean I would I would certainly assume a booster pack of these to be comparably priced. How much do baseball cards run now? Uh, uh, heck if I know, I'm not a nerd. Do yeah, they say. still sell baseball cards? <laughs> yeah, they I was do. Gonna ask that very question. Yeah, no, yeah, no Tops Tops is still making baseball cards this very day, um, for people like Brian. And then take I'm... a dollar off because there's no gum in it. <laughs> so I remember as a child, uh going like a lot of time to the KB in the mall, but I would get a pack of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, trading cards. There was no game involved with that, and all the art on them was uh, like cropped screenshots from the cartoon episodes, uh, often with like a little blurb describing the scene on the back. They did have gum, though. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, these I don't think are really being aimed at, you know, eight to 10 year olds like cards used to be, uh, but. Certainly, someone out there will buy a long box of these and They're you know open them on YouTube. Fifty-two-year-olds. <laughs> mm. Well, that's probably true because I'm not interested in these, and I'm only forty. I was going to say, speak for yourself, sir. <laughs> you know you do, Bob. You want them? Mm. I do not have to catch them all. Thank you very much. Okay, so the uh, the one third-party thing I saw that was recent, and I'm, there's not pre-orders, I don't think, but we'll just wait, hand-wave this. Uh, New Age's Nightcrawler, which is Shattered Glass Wind Charger, and Mimic, which is Animated Wasp, also based on their Wind Charger mold? Which doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't, no. He looks good, except it changes, turns into Wind Charger. Yeah, I, I don't really understand the logic behind this, except for, I guess they couldn't find another thing to repaint Wind Charger into. I would just look at uh, South America. Okay, so like I haven't, I I know night, uh, I know New Age's um, mini bots, uh, like that kind of stuff, is really well regarded in the third party collector community. They're really nice toys, and the prices are usually pretty good. I don't know like the full range of stuff they've done with their Wind Charger mold, but like their Wind Charger tailgate, um, the the black Wind Charger from United, which was based on. <sighs> What the heck was that thing? Um, something out. Takara did the reveal the shield wind charger in the, black. The, the guy that Trypticon steps on. Yeah, something like that from the comic. Like, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. It was it's tap like, out, isn't it? No, tap out was a cliff jumper. Uh, okay. A green cliff jumper. Um, 
No, so this is in the Marvel comics. They had this character instead of um, Full Tilt, right? Um, and Takara made a toy of it based on Reveal the Shield Wind Charger, which they sold in a two pack, I think. And I cannot for the life of me remember the name, but they could have if they haven't done that. That would be a thing to do instead of Wasp. I'm just trying to think of like what they could use this mold for that would actually be mold appropriate and. Wasp is not one of those things, even if, you know, it looks nice. I mean, it looks good until you transform it. They could just, you know, made a little kit. Just, you know, go Knight Rider on it instead. Make something Ooh, new. That would be cool. Yeah. That would be awesome. Uh-huh. So, like, I don't really get much third-party stuff. Uh, the last third-party things I got were the Dr. Wu uh, combiner cassettes. Um, the Slam Dance and the Squawk Box uh, analogs. Yeah. yeah, I got those. Uh, like, those are really nice. Uh, feel a lot like official toys. The a lot of Tron and, and uh, Soundwave are pretty nice, too. So, like, a lot of third-party stuff, the, the hand feel, basically, is just not there for me. I don't really enjoy it for what it costs. But are any of you guys interested in picking these up? If if it was Bumblebee repainted as Wasp, I'd probably get it. That would make more sense. Or even Cliff Jumper. Yeah, I I like the color on this one, and I like his face, mm-hmm. but I would definitely want to see price point before committing to this bucks. at all. You're looking at twenty bucks. Yeah, I'd, I'd say twenty or thirty each. Uh, Third party toys, they're a little bit up there. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe. I think my Doctor Wu sets like the, each set was like thirty thirty five dollars. You know, I kind of like the. You uh, need to find a new per- person to buy from. <laughs> it's got kind of a pearlescent uh, color to it in these pictures. Mm-hmm. Shattered glass, almost like speckly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah, the, I, honestly, yeah, I, I like do a feel, whole lot of third-party toys anymore because Hasbro pretty much supplies me with whatever. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> that's really what it comes down to. I think that's why places like Iron Factory doing like the samurai styled stuff because like they're trying to find their little niche they can mm-hmm. exist in without Hasbro supplanting their efforts and you know having a faster turnaround time a lot of the time too. Oh so yeah. I would for argue sure. that a lot of the third party toys from like a decade ago that you know Hasbro was just not putting stuff out that people wanted, third party was filling that niche. I think they really did a lot of the market testing for Hasbro. Yeah, I think so too. Mm-hmm. And now that, you know, we're at a point where Hasbro pretty much supplies us with anything and everything we want. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't really see the point in third party anymore. Yeah. You mean, no. you mean like like an Alphatron and a Dion and an Ariel and, <laughs> yeah. and a yeah. DevCon? And, yeah. Uh, oh, that DevCon is so nice. Things have been yeah. asking for for 30 years. Even oh. like one-off characters, uh, you know. 30, I mean, 40 years. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think, too, like, a lot of the third-party stuff from, you know, 10 years ago is pretty well obsolete at this point, too. Like, mm-hmm. first, first-party first toy design and engineering has advanced to the point where the third-party stuff from 10 years ago doesn't really have anything to hold over them anymore. No, yeah. In fact, in a lot of cases, those third-party toys were a little over-complex. Oh, and... they certainly were. And I think a lot of them continue to be, which is probably why stuff like these New Age toys are a little bit more well-regarded, because they're aiming smaller, and that requires some more simplicity. 
Well, and they and they can be a little spooky sometimes too when it comes yeah. to transformation. You yeah, know, you plop down a pretty good chunk of cash for this thing. Yeah, and you're like, well, if I break it, who do I contact? <laughs> Your therapist. Um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I had um, the MMC uh, comic book Impactor for a little while, and like beautiful toy, really well engineered. Kind of frightening to transform and handle, though, because of some of the things that it wanted to do. When you, you know, went through the process and got it to one mode or the other, perfect, solid, posable, you know, sturdy little weird tank thing. Like, it was great at being whichever thing you had it be, but the process of getting in between, while certainly um, a great demonstration of the engineer's, you know, skills in inventive shifting from one form to another, not a fun or comfortable process to go through for various reasons. Um, there are still like older third-party things that stand out to me and feel like they still have a place in the collection for what they represent, like uh, Fence Project uh, Code, the original Chrome Dome they did. Uh, you know, that was that was a wonderfully designed toy. Uh, for me, the Function X series kind of tended to trail off in like the quality of its engineering with each successive release code is the only one I still own as far as I can remember. Were uh, they the ones that did the uh uh the Rekgar and uh the Psykill? Rekgar and Psykill I think was KFC. Oh, okay. I've got the Rekgar and that's a pretty decent toy. It's mm-hmm. not really super big, but the best one that I ever got was the Scourge and I couldn't I want to say it was like Function X or some company like that that made it. Uh, X Transbots, maybe? Maybe, maybe. It's been a while since I, I looked at the box. Mm-hmm. I went back to Transform at one time and I gave up. <laughs> um, I, I was afraid of breaking the thing. And I'm looking at the instructions and I'm like, this instructions do not follow this toy's function. <laughs> so. I remember I remember going to Kilby's house in 2018 and he just, he had a box of third par- random third party like masterpiece alikes uh most of them in a half transformed state which he was you know planning on like giving away in some capacity or another for largely the same reason he just couldn't like be bothered to finish transforming them because they were so complicated and not fun yeah, well, I guess that would explain his general opposition to them as well. Well, them <laughs> being IP theft. So yeah, just... yeah. I like my Spock, which is a uh, shockwave ah. with a little, it has like a little tiny diode battery. Mm-hmm. So it's all, you know, it can be all shiny and stuff. It, mm-hmm. looks, it looks pretty good, but it sits in a box because I don't really try and transform it or anything but yeah. it's uh it's pretty that nice is a piece. cool name for that character though it, it violates it's... two ips at once <laughs> and it's extremely logical it is extremely yeah. logical <laughs> and they're uh, both evil all right so so <laughs> our our last new product xm studios beast wars megatron yeah i don't get it well, I don't think any of us are going to get it. It's twenty six hundred dollars. Who buys this stuff? Who buys this stuff? Well, we've been wondering that on RFC for literally years. <laughs> we we see these statues come up every so often at these very very high prices, and you can tell 
there's oh, a it's lot a statue of, too. Yeah, okay. there's there's a lot yeah. of artistic skill. It's art. Yeah, there's a lot of artistic skill that has gone into the sculpting and the painting of these. Like they are very well designed, well made things. At the same time, they still cost twenty six hundred dollars. And it's not even accurate to any version of that that's ever existed. No, Here's it's an artistic interpretation. Too. It's eighty three centimeters. Saint Chugongas. centimeters is yeah, that's uh, two and a half feet tall. She yeah. goes back to Sean's question: Who buys this stuff? We don't know. <laughs> that's the that's the problem. We don't know who buys these. Holy they just, cow! They just keep making them, and we have no idea who. I know the, who. Crazy bet, rich Asians. That's I bet DJ it. Big Ears has <laughs> set up in his house. <laughs> Big Ears. Did anybody? Did anybody ever buy a unicorn lamp? Anybody? Don, anybody what? that you even Don Don wanted to? Well, he Don wanted to. Yeah, but I mean, did, he wasn't did, able. Did, he wasn't able to make the finances work for that one, unfortunately. He cannot Dononomics that one. No, <laughs> we tried. We tried. There's a really, limit to Dononomics. We tried really hard to peer pressure him into buying that Unicron <laughs> lamp. <laughs> we tried so hard. It was our project for months, and it just That's didn't hilarious. work out. Don still <laughs> wants that Unicron lamp, and like, it's it's the tackiest, most hideous thing, but I still kind of love that it so, exists. It is the Christmas story lamp of <laughs> RFC. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> it's a major award. Yeah, wow. except, as far as we know, it hasn't put anybody's eye out. <laughs> but it could. Oh, it, it could, could it, probably. It easily could. It could. You just you fall the wrong way in the room that it's in, and you know. Yeah. yeah you don't own it. It owns you. Point <laughs> lamp. Yes. So it has I, a I, I assume... red tooth on it. Huh. That's weird. I don't know what that's about, but like at that price, if there was anything, anything I didn't like about it, I wouldn't get it. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean that's that's very valid. Like for what this costs, it kinda has to be like, you know, your perfect version of this and I'm not seeing it. No. Uh, this is this is insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like the the idea to make it just all by itself is insane. Much less buying it. Okay, so this is twenty six hundred Singapore dollars. How much is that in U.S.? Five bucks. That is <laughs> okay. Okay, so it's slightly cheaper than I thought. It's actually only about two thousand dollars U.S. Oh, there you go. Yeah, oh, okay. that's, that's, that's then I'll get two of them. Yeah, it's totally worth it. Totally worth it. <laughs> now, I don't know, you know, what shipping from Singapore would run. Well, I mean, they ship stuff from that region of the world all the time. Can't be too terribly expensive. I guess if you go on the slow boat, yeah, yeah. And then say what it weighs. I'm, a, I'm often amazed how hmm. quickly things do that I do order from uh, Asia get here. Uh, does it say what it weighs? Ah, yes, yes, it does. Do you want to take a guess before I tell you what the listed weight is? Fifty pounds. Two hundred pounds. Thirty-five pounds. One million pounds. Okay, whoever said 50 pounds is actually the closest. The estimated product weight is 32 kilograms, which is about 70 pounds. Good lord. (laughs) Why? Showcase showdown. I didn't go over, so... (laughs) It's it's 80 centimeters of polystone. That stuff is not light. Polystone? Is that some sort of composite? Yeah, I think so. Positive crap. <laughs> this all goes back to the question of why, <laughs> why, why at all? 
I, I mean, I think Sean probably is uh, on the right track with who buys these. It probably is something that you would more commonly find the buyers in the Asian markets than yeah. in our segment of the collecting community. Like, I think, I think they are more in a position where they would be looking for an item like this to have in their homes. The Asians really into the Beast Wars stuff, though. Is that I mean, a thing they like? I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. I have no knowledge of that specifically. Um, but I mean, if the style appeals to them, why not? Hmm? Yeah, I mean, hey, look, if you look, if this is your thing and you got the dough, go for it. I just, I can't. I don't know anybody personally that'd be like, hey, two grand, no problem. That's fine. Must be nice, huh? Must yeah, be nice. <laughs> yeah. like diecast could, but yeah, diecast could. If anybody, if anybody in these parts was going to be the market for this, I would expect it to be diecast. Y'all got to remember uh, that you know Transformers is pretty big in China too. It is. So um... it is, and China is uh, you know a very up and coming economy, and yeah. like people who have increasing disposable income will dispose of it. Perhaps on single this. nerds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's our new products. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what we got this week or so, because it's our first episode. So, um, Sean, you want to kick us off here with uh, what you got recently? Starting in 1984. Uh... All right. Strap <laughs> in, folks. Uh, okay. Uh, I got this Blitzwing. That's not a 1984 color. Blitzwing. Oh, how is no. it? Uh, I barely played with it, but he's cool. That's no, the, I wanted the different color version. What do you call it? It's the, the, uh, platinum, the platinum, platinum two-pack that's one? It. Yeah. Yes. I saw that on Amazon forever. It was about a $100 price point. Yeah, yeah that, I paid yeah, uh, that, 10 bucks. <laughs> is how much? Missing a tailfin? 10 bucks. Yeah? Where'd you get it? eBay. Oh, okay. is, it, is it missing well, a tailfin? I might have to go look at eBay. It's missing, it's missing its handgun. That's it, huh? The fin, the fin. It's got both. It's got everything else. It's got the, okay. I keep knocking that fin down with my phone. Oh, okay, okay. It's 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 there. It's there. That's good. Uh, that and I got a, I got the uh, sludge upgrade kit to make him paddles. Oh, the the non F kit. Yeah. How? Yes. So how is the assembly process on that? It, it, the two two hard spots. Uh, the neck piece right here. Mm-hmm. The peg's not really long enough, so I had to take one of the segment pieces that they put in there out. Oh, so you, uh, you really don't notice unless you unless you poke it from the toy. To... Yeah, you get a new neck here. Here, yeah. I got a, I got a sledge. Or yeah, here for comparison. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh. Uh, the only other thing is the 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 paddle. Yeah, the flippers. Uh, where where it goes on to what I would call the paddle wrist. Mm-hmm. It's a little tough. You really gotta. That that's a hard, and you got to glue the bottom of the foot on because it doesn't stay anyway. But they tell you that in the instructions. Instructions, the instructional video is easy to follow. Uh, it's really fun. I got my slightly mistransformed. I, I I didn't fold his legs out; they're still underneath. Oh, if you never told but, us, we wouldn't have known. He's been like this for two weeks, and I looked at him today. And I went, "Oh, his feet are backwards." Uh, but uh, no, he he's great. He comes with new weapons. Comes with a new robot head. Uh. You can get the feet separate. I did not get the feet. The, yeah, those uh, are from the original Sludge upgrade right. kit. And it comes with the neck upgrade. You can buy the neck upgrade at, separate if you want to, mm-hmm. but this comes with the neck upgrade. 
Yeah, they yeah they sell the neck upgrade parts a la carte basically, so you can make as long of a neck as you want on either your paddles or your sludge. Right, and but the only difference is this also comes with a fin for the back yeah. of his head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but he's pretty cool. Uh, the colors match great. So, I just wanted another Dinobot, so I went ahead and bought another sludge and converted him. Because all those so. extra Grimlocks you have floating around aren't doing it for you. They're not. Nah. <laughs> Now, you know, I'll have two more soon, but, you know, that's... that's Me need other, more Grimlock. That's right. The only ham sandwiches I bought were lots of Legos. The new space stuff came out, so... Oh, nice. None of it's convenient to grab. Don't step on that ham sandwich. It'll hurt your foot. Ah. I, I put mine together. <laughs> that That's all I got. Uh, Joey. You know, the the last thing that I got that's Transformers related is is probably, well, so the last thing I got was probably the, when Walmart was clearancing the uh, the hot rods that are the animation colors. Oh, yeah. So I got one of those really cheap, which that was, that was great because he looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the, uh, I'm pointing up here, I probably can't see it, but um, <laughs> that's Horus. Uh, so, you know. You liar. You got something last week. What did I get? Somebody was somebody was stealing your Coke Zeros in your garage. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's Is it right. Getting I got... something or losing something though. No, <laughs> somebody dropped something off in his garage. Oh, Sean likes to drop stuff off in the garage. He likes to. You know, a restraining order can be useful. <laughs> that's why he's no, busy at work. I drop it off it, in the garage. No, in this no. in this case, it was it was it was it was fun. It was uh the uh, latest Alita one that turns into like a dune buggy looking car. Uh, I was about to ask if your mom needed to talk to your little friend about leaving his toys <laughs> at your house. <laughs> yeah. Oh, XP doesn't understand that joke. <laughs> Joey's oh, mom man. sold me my house. His, his mom was my realtor. <laughs> and she and refers she, to Sean as Joey's little, little friend. friend. <laughs> yeah, she still to this day will ask. We go me and my my me and my wife and my kids. We go to, to my parents' house on Sunday afternoon for lunch, and uh, to this day she will ask me, "How's your little friend doing? <laughs> is, he, is he still liking his house?" <sighs> well, is so, he? There you go. Yes, he is. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Frank, how about you? Uh. The like the most recent that I got was the uh, Nightbird, and uh, I was looking at it, and apparently a, a rubber band is involved, so I just keep it. So which Nightbird is it? It's I don't know. It was one that I got from Ross. It's uh, the it's movie. A core, it's a core class size. Oh okay. Uh, turns but, into like a little car. That must be like Riker, the the flex, changer, the flex changer one, maybe. Yeah, it's supposed to change with a rubber band, which means I'm never opening it. <laughs> it changes with a rubber band? You know, O-rings are great for G.I. Joe, so they're in Transformers now. Wow. <laughs> well, they, they did do it with the laser rods back in the day, and I've got a couple of them, and they, yeah, just like with G.I. Joe, so they don't last. Yeah, well, and one of the laser rods just also doesn't last. Well, that's Laser true. rod motorcycles or? Gold. gold no, the cars. Uh, the cars. The laser cycles, as far as I know, are fine for their longevity because they don't have O-rings or gold plastic. But they were made to go with the Micronaut figures. Uh, They were retooled to work with the the 2000s-era Microman figures, which the Robots in Disguise 2001 Walmart exclusive 
use of those molds actually still has those mold changes in place because again takara <laughs> at that point was when they made a change to a mold they didn't care about having it changed back later they just made permanent changes to their toys what about the tuesday morning knockoffs i don't have a tuesday morning and like i avoided going to those because i don't like sadness Oh man, some great <laughs> knockoffs. <laughs> you know, the way that store is set up is kind of strange. I've gone into them. Like, the, you mean how it looks like uh, an old person's attic? It's exactly what it looks like. It looks like it looks like your your Meemaw's house. Uh, I mean, she's running a rum and shop. <laughs> yeah, so not attic so much, but the Tuesday morning that it used to be in Nashville that I went in definitely reminded me of my grandmother's basement. Mm-hmm. I think they're out of business now. They closed all the ones around here. Yeah, There's I mean, still one open here. Who yeah, would know the Who too. would know the difference? Me. I can't <laughs> shop them anymore. No, but and I mean, like if they if they were closed or if they were open, you couldn't really tell because it was still <laughs> well, the same. Sometimes you pull up and it says closed for inventory for like two weeks. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's hard to do inventory when everything is just in a big pile on the floor. Ask me how I know. Nah. <laughs> how do you know <laughs> everything's in a big pile on the floor uh, yeah you know i went i went there with the expectation of all the tales i had heard of finding bargain transformers and every time i went i never found you got to hit the right time of year apparently just like ross or ollie's well well you know the funny thing about ross is uh i hit tons of the uh the cybertron bumblebee and the bumblebee with spike two-pack during the summer, hmm. I bought tons of them. Why? Because they're they're the best toys ever. Now I'm converting. I'm I have delusions of of repaints. Uh, uh okay. Delusions. I'm, I'm still disappointed they didn't uh, use that again with a different head to actually make a bumper toy. I'm surprised they haven't. Uh, but you know what? They used it to. They reissued it with Optimus, so yeah. the mold's still in use. Yeah, it's still viable. So as far as as far as ham sandwiches, I ended up picking up uh, two Dungeons and Dragons essentials kits, um, or campaign kits. Yeah, yeah, those are those cool. At all these, um, what's really cool about them is the well, like the train one, you get a lot of train. You get the foldable board and you get the puzzle piece board, and. like the foldable board when I bought mine was about fifteen bucks. So getting that for four dollars is pretty good. Cool. And then they have the color forms that you can put onto the tiles, like for bridges or trees or what have you. And then the uh creatures were pretty are pretty cool. They're uh like plastic discs that again you have like these color form I thought they were stickers. But then I realized they were color forms, so you can just... Peel them off and reuse them? Yeah, you can peel them off and reuse them, which is great. And then they also give you a large amount of discs for uh, like mass encounters, like goblins or kobolds or any of your you know army-type situations. They gave you a bunch of the stickers for it, so I thought that was pretty cool. All that for $4? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was a that's really good. Yeah, yeah. I noticed it was at Ollie's. Uh, my friend lives in West Virginia, so uh, we had it. Uh, I, I had it sent uh, and uh, picked it up 
also ended up picking up the uh, Dragonlance game, Warriors of Kryn. Uh, it's a little different. Basically, it's a war game, board game. So it's a, more like a war, you know, war game, like uh, Warhammer or something like that. Oh, Warhammer, okay. Yeah, that you like, yeah, that you put into. You can play it straight, but then the uh, the heroes are kind of very generic. Or you can uh, just insert it into your campaign and then have people running their uh, normal role-playing characters for 5th edition or whatever. <laughs> but that was 10 bucks. So, um, um, you know, it's it's not too bad. I mean, board games are 60. I know that. But at the same time, I'll have to see if it plays. Uh, I find a lot of times with board games, especially like with the people that I play board games with, because they're very Euro game players, mm-hmm. I'll be like, hey, you want to play... You want to play Transformers or, hey, you want to play uh, this random D&D game? And, you know, I've been I've been trying to get people to play the Transformers card collectible card game for uh, two years. So that's I guess, that's, I guess that's why they don't make them anymore. No takers. Yeah. Well, no, the, the collecting card game exists like it's still um, <clears throat> it's out there. Oh, OK. The, the, the collectible card game, not the TCG. Right. I've yeah. never seen it. Do you have a game store near you? Joe, we got a game store near us. <laughs> of comic stores near us. I mean, I'm sure they have that. Yeah, the probably. Deep. You just don't. You probably just don't look there. Yeah. The, I, I know the, the the comic book store on Sixth Avenue has stuff like that. I don't, that specifically, I'm not sure. Yes. Is it yeah. But I, I think that still existed. Yeah, I mean, it does. I, if you want to get that game, I think you can just order it straight through Renegade's online store too. Yeah, you can. Bob, do you want to go with what you got? All right, cool. So uh, I did get my uh, Death Sanrus, Death Saurus, however you would like to uh, to pronounce it. He's pretty kick ass. Uh, so I've got him over there in robot mode on the stand, uh, facing off against uh, my um, Master God Force. No victory. Yeah, right. Victory. Star Saber. My victory crew. Yep, Star <laughs> Saber and. Leo Convoy and uh, also uh, no victory Leo Leo Convoy. Oh yeah, you're right. I guess it's nine thirty. My brain's starting to shut down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, the Astro Train repaint of uh, what was that one called? Um, Galaxy Shuttle. Galaxy Shuttle. Find yeah. mine. You can't find your Galaxy Shuttle. That's I got Bob two of them. It. I have no clue where they are. They're at Bob's yeah. house. Yeah, that's exactly it. And I'm trying to remember the the toy that. Uh, oh my goodness gracious! My brain is just totally checked out. Um, that uh, he was one of the pretenders. He was like the leader of the pretenders. Metal Hawk to a jet. Okay, Metal Hawk. So I've got the Metal Hawk that they came out with, and I've got the Botcon one as well. So I kind of do it as like he's changing form from human armored human. Oh right, 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 right. Yeah. What's the Botcon made from? Um, do you remember um 2010-ish Thunderwing? Yeah, yeah. It's so they took Wing. that and painted it in Metal Hawk colors and put yep. a awful, well, a typically awful new head sculpt on human, it. He's got a human painted face yeah. with derp eyes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Botcon so. heads, as you may recall, rarely worked out well. If you look behind this shoulder right here which would be my my left arm it's an audio was, podcast <laughs> yes i'm pointing for you guys and uh, that's where 
Marvel Comics figures. So I did get some some Marvel Legends figures. I only got the boxes in my hand, but see, you can see here's the Rogue. That was from uh, Age of Apocalypse. That was a pretty cool one. And I got... Uh, Which Apocalypse was it? Which Apocalypse? Well, they have so many of them in the Marvel Universe, you know? So anyway, this, this one here is, uh, yeah, Age of Apocalypse. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. Uh, I got the uh, classic Luke Cage. So, Oh, cool. Yep. I, I really like that one. That's the yellow shirt with the tiara and uh, the uh, the it's chain. A it's a diadem. It's a who what? <laughs> so uh, I got Clea. So who is Clea? That is, she is oh, the, Dr. Strange's girlfriend. Yes, she's the girlfriend of Doctor Strange and the niece to uh, the Dread Dormammu. Uh, and then I got the Vision. So I like, I like ooh, this nice. figure. That's and green vision. He is. He's the green vision with a big yellow cape. He poses really well. I already had the Scarlet Witch. So he goes well with uh, Scarlet Witch. Are those six inch or? These guys, yeah, I'm gonna say they're about six inches. That's that, they're uh, that scale, you know, typical yeah. Marvel Legends. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, I got stuff at Big Bad Toy Store. I'm still waiting to ship to me. So that's pretty much what I got. All right. So I'm gonna sneak peek something that'll be uh, a first for RFC tomorrow. I got um, a gift from Matt for my birthday. A little bit belated. It was, um, you know, Playmates was doing the new Star Trek figure line for a little bit there before, mm -hmm. you know, nobody bought them. So he uh, got me off of my Amazon wish list, um, Picard, Data, and Riker from that first assortment. So that goes now with the um, Wrath of Khan, Kirk, Spock, and Khan that I picked up myself uh, sometime last year as those got cheap. And, like... They are they're nice looking. The character likenesses are generally pretty good on them. It's just it's the same complaint I had with the uh, Wrath of Khan figures, which is that I wish Playmates had stuck to the original like style and feel of the Star Trek figures from the early nineties. These are made, you know, in a much more modern sensibility and like that's good in one way, but they also if you wanted to fold them into an existing collection the, they're aesthetically a little bit off and like they don't scale exactly right because their posture is a little bit different like they're just not a perfect fit with the old toys and that's really what I would wanted from like a reboot line like this but like they are very nice for what they are and I actually do regret that we're probably never going to see any more of these get made because of how poorly these ended up selling I love uh. the idea of rebooting this toy line. It The original is one of my favorite things to go around to like antique malls and indoor flea markets and look for booths with, you know, collections of the vintage figures because those things are so, so cheap for the most part to get on originally sealed cards. Like they are the perfect old toy line to just casually collect because you can do it for just a few dollars per instance. It's it's really, really affordable, and there is so many of those figures that they made uh, over the course of, like, five years. Um, I, I just wish these newer ones still fit in a little bit better. Does Riker come with a trombone and a chair to step over? Sadly not. I think that would have had to be, like, a deluxe playset kind of thing. Um, so what this Riker has uh, over the original release, the original release of Riker um, 
had uh, like sculpted in torn parts of the uniform, and his uh, right arm, I think, was posed a really specific way to represent part of one episode where he had broken his arm after a shovel crash. Uh, so, like, if you watch that episode and you look at the figure, you can see, like, the hand is sculpted the same way that Jonathan Frake was holding his arm to try to depict that his arm was broken. Um, his uniform was not torn in that episode, but I guess, you know, they kind of just did that for, you know, action reasons uh, when they were designing the toy. Uh, so there's that, and the Picard is in a standard uniform. The original Picard toy from the first wave of the Playmates line had uh, Picard in his, like, smoking jacket, his, you know, weird suede thing he would wear uh, in season five and six. Um, And while there was a standard uniform Picard in the original Playmates line, that was much later on and is one of the rarer figures to be able to find now and consequently one of the more expensive ones, just like the original release of Barkley, which was late in the run of the Playmates line. Uh, to get that now is also very expensive. Um, so, like, you know, those things, it's good that they have that. The Wrath of Khan figures were the first time that uh, that uniform style from the movie was represented in the Playmates figure at all. So that was kind of uh, uh, a big deal when those came out. But, yeah. So they made a Barkley figure? Yeah, yeah back in the 90s. So that was played by the... Dwight Schultz. What other character did he play that kind he, of stands he out? He was um, Murdoch in A-Team. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Dwight Schultz was a lot of fun in, you know, every role I've seen him in. So, okay, the A-Team movie that they made in, like, the early 2010s, I think. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? So Yeah, I do. Um I do. Riley Cooper, I was hoping they would make a sequel. They, I mean, it, I, yeah, it was an 18 movie. Yeah, I, I was saw like, it, yeah. I saw it in the theater. It was totally fine. Like, yeah. Um, but they did have like a little nod to the Star Trek connection between the Murdoch and Barkley characters, because uh, they had Reginald Barkley as some like the 18 crashes through like a veterans administration building or something where they're showing a war movie and they had Reginald Barkley as they were running the credit sequence of this fake movie. I don't remember who the character name was, but like, you know, they had that nod back to Dwight Schultz doing both of those roles. Uh It was, it was, it was a cool thing to catch while just sitting there watching the movie. Sort of like on the original 18 when face, someone walks by face and he goes, Mm-hmm. Yeah, funny. exactly. Where they had the Cylon uh, yeah. in the, mm-hmm. in the uh, opening scene. Actually, it was the first episode. Yeah. Han- Han- this episode where Hannibal's dressed as Godzilla. <laughs> uh. <sighs> yeah, original eighteen was pretty cool. Um, so the other thing I got, I'm only going to talk about ham sandwichy stuff uh, this week. Mm-hmm. So um, with one of my Discord friend groups. Uh, Every weekend we play over text uh, a D&D 5e campaign. We've got two running simultaneously. I've been participating with them for uh, about a year and a half now. And for my birthday this year, I was gifted my first two set of actual physical dice to play with. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, so, like, up to now I've been using Google's uh, dice roller. Virtual little dice? Fun- yeah. 
Uh, I don't have a ton of room in here anyway, so like getting physical dice was not really a priority because, you know, anywhere I would roll them, it's basically in a position where like, well, okay, if I do that a little bit too hard, it's going to go off into the abyss back there and I'm never going to find it again. So I'm being careful with this and trying to roll in well-lit areas only, but I do finally have uh, two sets of, uh, like, uh, you know, full-on gaming dice now. Use that... a backgammon board so they can only roll inside of it. Uh, so one of the things I was thinking of uh, was getting a dice tower, which is basically the same idea. You know, you drop them through the top of it and it tumbles down and you get your number and no chance of it rolling away. Then if I had a backgammon board, that would be a great idea. Unfortunately not. <laughs> I you, can get, you can get like the little, um, you know, leather or pleather ones that snap together. Oh, yeah. For like four I, bucks. I could also use so a number of years ago I bought a uh Firefly Yahtzee edition or Firefly Edition Yahtzee, which is uh the whole concept of that is it's a plastic model of the ship from Firefly where the mm -hmm. back end of it comes off and all the dice and stuff store in there and you use the back end of the dice cup. So I could also theoretically pop that out and, you know, throw my D20 in there and shake that and just, you know, slam it down. And that would probably be fine, too. Um, okay. But then all my Yahtzee stuff will fall out, so that might not be the best solution. I'll figure you... something out for that, though. I use a Pringles cup, so... <laughs> I haven't it... had Pringles in years, my man. <laughs> did, did any of you buy the Hasbro Dungeons & Dragons cartoon toys? I did not. Don did. Okay. <laughs> they all come with dice. Okay. You get them all. You got a full set of dice, and the dungeon, the Dungeon Master uh, Avenger set two pack. It's got this beautiful backdrop of like the 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 uh, fairground that they disappear through. Mm -hmm. And I had it set up. My son comes over and he plays D and D. He goes, "That's a Dungeon Master, whatever the board you use, mm -hmm. the screen, the screen, yeah, DM screen." So I, I get. I had an extra Dungeon Master set, so I gave it to him for that and gave him all my dice. So, because he, he plays that, and then I also got him the the two boxes that uh, Frank was talking about. Uh -huh. So, but I didn't I didn't realize it was the okay. Dungeon Master screen. He said, "No, it's a screen for playing." Yeah. I said, well, that makes perfect sense. It's the Dungeon Master, right? <laughs> I mean, I just never thought about. It. I've never played the game, so it just never occurred to me. Yeah. I mean, but if you get one, that, that that's an idea. If you get one, it comes with that. I mean, like you know, strictly speaking. I still don't even really know how to play the game where just I just, you know, kind of muddle along through and ask questions whenever uh you know I need to I was there help. when it was invented though. I have been there since the beginning and <laughs> I have no clue how to play. Well, fair enough. I mean look the book that rule book is kinda of thick. It you know, it's a lot of reading and I'm I, I'm almost not about as old as life. Bob and Don. Almost. Almost. <laughs> Don Don remains to the champion of age right now. <laughs> Got me beat by two weeks. Took me oh. years to learn that game, and then that's what's frustrating. And then they're like, "Oh, we're going to change the edition." Oh, they change the rules up on you. Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah. It's all, uh, all the time. It's fifth edition currently, and I don't know how recently the last like revision to that was. My kids are D and D nerds, but yeah, I I've played like maybe once or twice. Mm -hmm. So when I run, I'll just be like, uh, so does this work this way now? And they're like, nope. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's like, that's way too complicated, Frank. I'm like, okay. 
then I, we'll do it that way, I guess. And they simplified the rules? Is that what you're saying? Yes, they simplified the rules. I gotcha. Isn't it amazing? Sometimes things change for the better. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't have any point of comparison. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us on this, our, our first new episode of There Goes My Money. I'd like to thank the guys for being here with me, and I'd like to thank uh, all of you out there listening, uh, especially our uh, patrons who are getting this a week early. If you'd like to get the episode a week early, uh, please be sure to head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash tfradio, and sign up. If you sign up as a touch patron, you can actually be here with us talking about the new things that are coming out in the near future and talk about the things that you've gotten recently, too. Uh, as you can tell from this, we are having a great time recording this, and... Uh, while we did have to put Joey to bed a few minutes ago, we uh, we kind of <laughs> outran his bedtime. Hopefully, we'll do a little bit better than that and keep it a little bit quicker uh, in subsequent weeks. So, uh... Joey's mom said he couldn't hang out with his little friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> clean up his toys and go to bed. <laughs> all right. Well, we will see you all next week or two weeks. It's bi-monthly. It's uh, we're going to be doing this around the the first and third weeks of each month so we will be seeing you uh, a little bit past the midpoint of february and then again in early march so uh, please be back with us and you guys i will see you next time Vaya con Dios. good night this has been there goes my money Chris hasn't worked with us before, so he doesn't know how interrupting we are. Ah, <laughs> uh, but if any of you had listened to the podcast what? I did in the years past, um, Superhero Time and that one episode of Star Trek, you would know I'm was... well, well familiar well with people uh... interrupting and talking over and just general chaos and anarchy. Yeah, Superhero Time was nothing but interruption. Yeah. Yeah. Can we, can, can we get Mickey's drunk friend on this podcast? <laughs> Mickey's drunk friend. Okay, yeah, so that is actually a thing. Um, we called him Lord Taco. Lord Taco. Lost I, I Orbit. was going to say Lord Cricket. I couldn't remember. So, yeah, originally he went by the screen name Lost Orbit, but then he uh, changed to Lord Taco because tacos are obviously superior to uh, planetary mechanics. Um, and, yes, he was very infamously drunk on one episode of my podcast, and I never let hilarious. him back on since because I was too concerned for his health. It was yeah. he's walking around Mickey's house. He's in one room, Mickey's in another, and he's walking around the house looking for Mickey. And he's like, What are you doing behind me? Right. The thing is, Hey Mickey's house at that time was not large. There's not like a lot of places to go look for him. And I know the space that Lost Orbit was recording from then, and literally he was fifteen feet away from hey, where Hey Mickey was. He had to be mightily inebriated to not be able to just walk over and find him. There was just, like, five feet of a kitchen that he had to traverse <laughs> just to get line of sight on him. It, it's so amazing. method acting. Is that what you're telling us? Without he was the, wasted. W- without the acting, yes. He was he was off his rocker drunk. <laughs> wow. It was, it was a very popular podcast appearance. <laughs> I bet. Yes. But that was, it was an interesting thing to actually do in the moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like mm-hmm. I said, I I was concerned for having that happen again. I and think he was actually, telling stories, and it he, was hilarious. He sure was. was. It, is, I, is it still downloadable? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. Sounds I don't, like, I don't remotely remember what episode it is. Uh, I don't but, remember the Star Trek. I don't remember the Star Trek conversations. I remember all the other conversations. 
him yeah, talking about the girl in the Porta John and all. Oh, Brittany. <laughs> I met her. <laughs> she was nice. Um, I think he has her car now, actually. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. The best part is every single thing I have said here, every single thing that's been related about this is 100% factually true. Yep. That is the the frightening brilliance of this whole weird exchange. And boy, if Brian listens to this, he is going to have so much regret. <laughs> <laughs> What's the regret? That's all fun stuff. I know. All, you know, and, you know. Okay. Now the podcast has barely started. See how far off track we are. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No. This this is nostalgia for me, gentlemen. This is uh, this is take me right back to my own history of hosting podcasts. Well, we're so. discussing a podcast at least. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, it's somewhat, somewhat on track. Yeah, I mean, we're we're keeping it in the neighborhood. It's uh, yeah. better. Now than we just keep sometimes. Frank from going into a French accent. We'll be okay. Can he? We we we. You know, yes, Frank's the greatest offender there. Yeah. So on you know <laughs> on superhero time on the Toku podcast, and we had JD on. Like a lot of times, he would just break into funny accents for you know no reason or because we egged him on to. He did a whole episode summary once in like generic, uh, offensive middle European accent. God, <laughs> he he was such a funny guy. He was man. great. He was great. Seriously, there is not a day that goes by that I do not miss that man. Yeah, he was hilarious. It has. It's been. Sadly, almost 10 years exactly since we lost him. I believe he passed away in February of 2014. Wow. Yeah. it's It's been a big loss to all of our podcasting efforts and our personal lives, too. J.D. was, like, we all know J.D. was a large man, so this is not a pun related to that, but J.D. made such an impression on all of us in the time mm-hmm. we got to know him. Like, yeah, there's not a day that goes by that I don't miss him or, like, think of a reaction he would have to something I see, like, yeah, JD's voice just echoes in my head sometimes, they're like, yeah, buddy! Like, that was, <laughs> yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.